and we are live. Hey, Miss Imani. Hey, Concrete. Hello, hello. How Happy are you, Sunday. ladies? Happy Sunday. Yes, happy Sunday. I am doing well. How are you, ladies? Baby, uh, I'm making it. <laughs> it's Sunday, but I'm doing well. I, I enjoy Sundays. It's kind of like a chill day of the week. Like I have a hectic week aside from Sunday. So started my morning off doing Sunday things to prep for the week ahead. And um, I'm feeling good. Uh, the weekend is, despite the fact that the weekend is almost over, I'm feeling good. How about you? So Concrete, I think me and you are in the same boat this morning. Um, and then Sundays in general, I'm in the same place. Okay. Danny? Well, um, honey, it's been a journey this morning for me. Um, um, I'm not excited. Of, <laughs> I'm excited about the interview, but I'm really ready to get back in the bed. I'm having oh. <laughs> yes. So it was um, cold this morning. This is like the perfect day to kind of stay snuggled up in the bed a little bit longer. So I feel you. Yes, and so I am ready to kind of sit around and watch me some TV and get me some Lifetime movies in, baby. And mm. yes, call it a day. That that's the mood. I want me some stew or something, you know, like a good hearty meal. Mm. And that will really, really uh kind of put my day on track. I give me a good hearty meal and some just some chill time. I think I'll be in the game. Like that a warm hug in a bowl. Yes. <laughs> now you're making me rethink my Ooh. life because I'm like, I feel like now snuggling up, at least getting a throw and snuggling up on the couch, getting me some yes. hot chocolate or something, lighting the fire and watching some movies, child. That sounds like heaven. That is like a good bowl of chili and some grilled cheeses. Honey, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm trying to figure it out, but I'm going I'm to make something happen. I'm marinating turkey wings before I started the show. They in the uh, um, in the refrigerator. So as soon as we're done, I can pop them things in the oven. Oh, yeah. That sounds because of you too. I have just rerouted my Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Bad influence. Honey, that's what I'm here for. I, you know, and I'm going to get you to eat some bacon next week, baby. It's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. Um, what are you talking? You, girl, you're going to eat some bacon next week. Girl, I, bet I let that slip right on past me. I'm not about to deal with you and that's why. <laughs> Stop uh, it. Get your life. Concrete. We're going to do some brunch next week. It's I've be been lit. telling my fiance how you trying to be a bad influence with that swine trying to influence me. He's like, uh-uh, ain't going to happen. <laughs> Not ever. So um, he be telling me, like, don't even bring swine in the house. Like, I'm like, okay, you know, um, if we grill out or something like that, my youngest daughter does, she eats meat and she eats pork as well. So she likes um, bratwurst. So like sometimes I'll buy bratwurst. Now we have um, two separate grills and like generally I like to grill early so I don't wait for him. So I'll just throw the meat on because we have a real big grill and I can grill everything at once. And then I can put the pork on like the second little small grill, but he be side on me and make sure you don't get them mixed up. And I'm like, listen, I have a separate set of tongs for this meat. It goes on a separate grill and in its own separate pan. Child, he be tripping over that pork. 
Baby, it's because the temptation of it, and I understand <laughs> where he's uh, You're wrong. You're wrong. Girl, you know when he smelled that, uh, them sausages. <laughs> you back. I understand. I, you know, baby. You down. If, we ever, if we ever invited over, I'm bringing our own food because, um, I'm not playing with you. Girl, I would not slip no uh no ham hocks in them greens. Listen, you saying you. that? You saying that? Perhaps at least some bacon fat or something you might put in your uh listen, green beans. Child, listen, you'd be over there tearing them damn green beans up. <laughs> you wrong. Like, these are delicious. I know. You know you're wrong. Just don't tell them what you put in it. That's right. Maybe a secret ing- the secret ingredients. Hey, That's evil. <laughs> Yeah, he be sick as the dog. You know, if you won't eat it in a while. Yeah, and he hasn't eaten it since he was like eight. So, um, that man would be so sick. Um, but uh, I'm excited about today's show. I'm already seeing the chat doing their thing, how they do, and that's to be expected. As you guys see, we do have a special guest, Mrs. Imani of Goddess Works. Um, and we are going to be talking about if black men are willfully ignoring the signs of um, black women being abused or physically abused. And um, as you guys know, you are free to disagree. We welcome dissenting commentary, but I just want to send a reminder to the chat to be respectful and tasteful in your comments. Okay. Okay. Um, no disrespect will be tolerated for whatever reason. I wasn't trying to drop the stream yard link. I was trying to drop something else. So, um, we, I don't know if we'll open it up. It depends. It depends on how y'all yeah. act. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but do not disrespect our guests whatsoever. If we catch you disrespecting your, our guests, you will be promptly removed and, um, no warnings. So that's where we're at today. Um, everybody, let's have a great show. That part, um, <laughs> it will be a good show. So I wanted to first give Mrs. Imani a chance to introduce herself a bit and tell us more about what she has going on. All right. Thank you. Thank you, too, for inviting me. Um, so my name is Imani, and I am the co-owner of Goddess Works. Um, and what we do is we sell self-defense items. However, we are mainly interested in the protection of the black women in our community. Um, and that's just what it is. It's no if, ands, or buts about it. Um, when it comes to the black women and our children, they are our number one priority. Um, not that we don't care and we don't love our black men. We do. It's just that our priority runs with the black women and the black um, girls because of the rates of us being harmed and just everything that's going on with us to our demise. So um, we also just started, well, we started our business about three years ago because we are a family of majority of women and girls. So it's me, my husband, and then we have seven children, six girls, and one boy. So I guess you can only understand our, you can only imagine our interest and our, why we're so motivated to keep women safe and girls safe. Wait a minute, honey. You said how many? We have seven. Oh, wow. Large yeah. family. I love it. Love it. Love it. Wow. Beautiful. Baby, you, you already superwoman. You already. <laughs> love, <baby>. love. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So 
how did you get started with goddess works like what made you what made that come about um so to be honest when we started it was me and my husband we were coming up with way with um other streams of income so we had wrote a list um and this was like the fifth thing on the list and to be honest i didn't pay it any mind but he had seen a special and he had bought all of the women in our family our own self defense kits so he had bought us a stun gun knives and pepper sprays he bought it for our mothers his niece and a couple of our daughters so i'm like okay well you know that's a pretty good price i didn't check out check it out again until a year later and when i did the legality in my state had changed so we weren't even able to order these type of tools um and get them shipped to us so we're we're in the DMV area where uh, I'm not sure if anyone is familiar, but violence is extremely high, especially within the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so once we got once we figured that out and under and was trying to figure out, well, why can't we order them now? Why can't we get them here? Because this is also a need. This The women in our community need this. Um, I figured out a way to get it. And the rest was grass. Oh, wow. Uh, Very interesting story on, you know, what inspired you as well as just kind of giving some background on um, kind of uh, what prompted you and and how you ended up and result, how that resulted in, you know, you creating your business. Um, That's very interesting that you brought up too, like some of the legal loopholes and legal things that come into play as it relates to you know using different types of defense um weapons for women um i don't know if a lot of people a lot of women because <laughs> sometimes um there are certain things that we don't pay close attention to uh we're right. sucker for details when it's something that interests us but um me personally i know that like there are certain types of weapons that i personally didn't realize that um, you had to have like a CCW four, or you know, that were considered illegal from you know knives over a certain amount of inches to even like brass knuckles and right. things of that nature. I didn't know that in um, nunchucks. I think that's how you say it. Um, even are considered illegal if you don't have like a CCW. So now, what's um, a CCW? Concrete. Experience? Oh, sorry, your concealed carry, um, your concealed carry weapons permit. Gotcha. Um, I know for, and I'm talking specifically for the state of. Georgia and Georgia um, is um, a bit more lenient than some other states, especially in the Northeast. Mm. So, Miss Imani, where do you um, or do you guys ship throughout the 50 states? We do. We ship all across um, the U.S. Okay. Okay. We do have certain legalities for certain um, states. Um, whereas you mentioned the knife limit, it has to, you have to have a certain knife limit or a certain knife type, or you can't have pepper sprays at all. Um, Massachusetts was one of the most recent states that reversed that ban because Massachusetts was so strict. You couldn't have pepper spray. You couldn't have a stun gun unless you had a concealed carry permit. It was a lot with Massachusetts, but they're the most recent to reverse that ban. Mm. What is it that you think that um, 
is resulting in the need for more women to uh, ensure that they have some sort of protection. Like, I know you talked about the increasing crime rates and in doing some research myself, I saw like um, that the rates are increasing even more uh, since the pandemic. But what is it that's prompting that need for Black women to ensure that they have something to protect themselves? Like, because I have no idea. I don't know if you have thoughts on, you know, what it is that that's prompting it. I absolutely do. Um, so the main thing that's prompting it is, I would say, harassments. Um, mm-hmm. Harassments that lead to stalking, that leads to violence, that leads to murder. Um, and I think it's really straight down that line. And it's what happens so often. And we see it so often on social media, but not really mainstream, not really on the news. So if you're not eyes open wide paying attention to certain things like these gossip um columns or these news these neighborhood news channels you're kind of going to miss it or unless you know somebody who has been affected we actually had we had someone who came on um shout out to goldie jones um since the emergence of i'm not sure if you're familiar with um a content creator called kevin samuels (laughs) but Mm -hmm. um we there's a lady who signed a uh, who started a petition um because of a of our online community and she was saying that the manosphere um and certain certain people in the manosphere um have actually increased the violence toward women um due to our online communities and i thought that that was interesting because then when you talk about harassment um do you think it's because we have dissenting opinions? Um, black men and black women have a lot of dissenting opinions toward each other. I do. Um, I do believe that that is a pro- that is a reason, a contributing factor to it. Mm, I'm gonna read these super chats. Shout out to Aizen Sama. He says, "What about the violence these women bring on the kids? Every other week, a colored woman has put at least one child in an early grave." Ooh, that was heavy, Aizen. Um, a shout out to Eugene Steele. He says, "Unfortunately." We are ignoring the signs. There are instances that we are not aware. If we are aware, only a few of us take any type of action. Um, What I was going to say, okay. Do you think that the men are aware of these things and do you think that they're doing enough to stop it? Um... So this is interesting. I was just having this conversation with my husband. Um, I do. I do believe that I I do. I absolutely do. Is that yes to both questions? So you believe that they're aware and that they are doing enough, uh, you know, to try. I believe that they're aware. Um, I don't believe that they are doing enough. I definitely believe they're aware, though. Um, I understand there is. Some people who may not be aware, but I believe if you're not if you're not aware and you're on social media and you're in the community, then you're just ignoring it. I don't believe it's enough being done. Um, personally, I am. Um, I'm sorry. 
personally, I pay very close attention to things that impact us, um, you know, Black communities. I watch a lot of news stories and, and I'm um, subscribed to a lot of um, news pages in like urban areas, just trying to be abreast of what's going on with my people. But I do want to know. Cause Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Conference. Uh, Mr. Money, do you have YouTube playing in the background? We're getting a little bit of feedback from you. No. Okay. Um, let me see. Go ahead, Concrete. Still? Okay. No, it's good now. Um, okay, yeah. Might just have been StreamYards. I had to switch to my phone for just a second and then I'm gonna hop back on my computer. Um, but my question is I, I recently saw a situation that happened not too far from the DMV area. Well, um not too far, but it was uh in Norfolk. I believe it happened this month or last month where a gentleman um, ended up, he shot his girlfriend as she was exiting the vehicle and her mom and her girlfriend um, came out to aid her daughter and both of them were shot and killed and um, two or three neighbors were also shot as a result of, you know, this incident, this domestic violence incident, he is like 19 years old. Um, and with that being said, the reason that I bring that story up is because it is a good example of the harm that one is possibly putting themselves in by stepping into these situations. And, you know, um, it, it's the worst case scenario of something that could happen. But with that being said, I wanted to know from you, um, what more you think black men could be doing? Good question. Um, so the first thing I believe that Black men could be doing is taking accountability um, with themselves and how they could be, how can I put it, how can they be um, accessing the men in the community who are doing, who are hands-on violating women and abusing women. Because I think it's safe to say most men in the community, if they're not doing it, then I don't want to say that most men in the community are doing it, but the men in the community who are not doing it know someone who is, know someone who has been sent, who has been abusing someone or who has been violating the women or who has done it before and a lot of times it go, it goes unsaid and it goes unrecognized so the accountability within the community and within within black men are at a really low but the accountability is always shoved off on the woman or the victim mm -hmm. in the situation let me ask you this um amani if so do you think that women are culpable at all? Because they say it takes like seven times, like a woman has to leave a man like seven times for her to be completely done with an abusive relationship. Okay, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? I was saying that, do you think women have any culpability in this because it takes them such a long time to leave abusive relationships? Um, most men that we've talked to on this platform have said that they don't want to generally step into like domestic violence situations because they fear if they jump in the middle of something and they get harmed, and then they see the woman with the man all over again. And they keep mm -hmm. the woman with the man all over mm -hmm. again. So I was asking, do you think that the women are culpable in those type of situations? Yes, um, I do. And and, no, and I agree with 
you people not wanting to step in. However, a lot of times it could be just in conversation because when we notice the males in our community are doing this type of stuff, or if a man has murdered a woman, a lot of times they run back to the community. And the people who moms and uncles and friends, those are the same people who had these men and who stand there in the living room and watch them smacking down a girlfriend, you know, so I do believe that it takes it, it does take women a few times to get to get abused or violated for them to leave. Mm. That's a Shut good up. point. And I think oh, I'm Go sorry, ahead. just real quick, Danny. When when we talk about like someone who is directly related or has a relationship with someone who is abusive, um, I do think that oftentimes, like you said, those men are able to seek cover in those same communities. And, you know, people won't say where they are, or that they know where they are because they feel like it's ratting. And or yeah, also, I think that oftentimes we see signs of it early on so like ensuring that you are making sure that your son understands that a woman leaving um it, it number and or a woman refusing him or refusing his advances is not a blow to his ego ensuring that he's secure enough to know that you know i am a catch and i'm valuable in and of myself so if she don't want me someone else will and you know i think that like teaching those lessons early Early on, um, I had a follow-up question, but I'll let Danny read the super chat before I um, ask. Okay. Shout out to Terenzo Jones. He says, my brother and I are both retired vets. He's a detective and even has said to avoid other people's disputes so I won't be harmed because Black women love going back to their abusers. Um, Terenzo, that's not just a Black woman um, issue. That's a thing for all women. That's just not, that's not relegated to Black women. So um, don't put that on us uh um specifically you know you, you that that's on everybody um <laughs> you can know I what speak, can i piggyback on sure. that one um so i get what you're saying however um it's more than just her going back to him because at the end of the day when black men in our community and when and when the men stand up for us that gives us a sense of confidence that lets us gives us a trigger hey you know this not right somebody values you and he shouldn't be doing this but let's take it a step further not only should you be worried about her going back you should be worried about the violence that can ensue from him from you stepping in but the only way for you mm. to help her isn't that you have to physically step in between. You can call the police. You can stand and you can just watch for her safety while you're on the phone with police, while you're on the phone with assistance. You don't physically have to jump in to ensure her safety. It's other steps that you can take. That's, a good, that's a good point, too. You know, yeah. I was going to... Um, actually say something similar or touch on something that you essentially covered in your statement. Um, I do think that, you know, we talked about 
women leaving and sometimes it takes them seven times. The most dangerous time for a DV victim is when she's attempting to leave. But that's why it's important to ensure that women sees, uh, understand the red flags before it gets to the point of uh, abuse. If on day one, on your very first date, he's showing signs of being controlling or you know there are red flags, like don't ignore them. Don't even enter into the relationship if you see some of these red flags because the most dangerous time, I think it's like 60, per, like there's like a 60% chance in, you know, um, extreme violence up to and um, resulting in someone's death when they leave an abuser. So that's a very scary time. But I did have a question for you, Imani. Um, as it relates to these women, I personally feel as though as you know, a, a woman that my first line of defense is ensuring that I protect myself. And that's just a part of simple um, self-preservation. Um, I empathize with women who are in abusive relationships. I think that, you know, it's um, absolutely unfortunate. But um, my question, because I saw someone mentioning this in the chat, is, um, is there any culpability or um, is there a degree of negligence that you would say would be attributed to a woman who enters into these types of relationships and like she has children? So now it's not just that you're putting yourself at risk, but now there are children involved that are also at risk of, you know, being um, abused and or, you know, seriously hurt or injured. Um, and um, also just witnessing the abuse can be extremely traumatic for a child. So I would say yes. Um, one thing that my mom always told me is that you don't know a man for at least a year of you dating. So you haven't, you bring your kid into this when you really don't know a person. It's kind of off-putting. But not only that, but if you took your time to know the person, you would get those red flags before you find yourself involving your child in an abusive relationship. So, yeah, it's definitely negligence. It's absolutely negligence on our part. Okay. Um, Concrete, did you have anything else? Um, you can go ahead. I, I um, will pull up my questions. I have more, but um, you can go ahead, Danny. Okay. Um, chaotic truth. We're not letting anyone on just yet. Give us a few minutes and we probably will. Um, but just give us a few minutes. Okay. Um, and shout out to certified Abuela Stan. He says, I like it here. Oh, thank you so much. We like, it. we like it here oh, you too. Got fans in this piece. Baby, it's about time. I need a fan club, honey. Listen, <laughs> um, <laughs> what I wanted to, Imani, what I wanted to ask you too, Okay, let's say Black women do um, start buying weapons more so. Have these weapons been effective against people that have actually started, that have been attacking them? So let's say they do buy the pepper spray, um, um, pepper spray, the, the horns, um, what else? Stun guns. If, or, or have these things been effective in getting these women away from their attackers? 
So they have been effective, especially pepper spray at a distance, um, as well as a knife, of course. And then stun guns are always good. I've had customers, um, and I'll make sure that I'm posting stuff on my Instagram too, so that you all can see stories. But I've had customers who have came back and like, hey, you know, I was attacked at my child's bus stop and I had your certain type of stun gun and it was able to help me. Or I was able to pepper spray someone who was walking behind me and kept catcalling and harassing me. So yes, I've actually heard great testimonials on products getting people away from their attackers. And that's really the main thing. Um, you're supposed to get away, not stay and try to defend yourself, but get away. That's a great point. Really, really great point. Because, you know, sometimes yeah. we do think we got to sit around <laughs> and actually fight and fight and fight as opposed to um, mm -hmm. escaping, which it, it so makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Um, and also, I did want to note, because I've I seen a couple of comments on false accusations for domestic violence. Right. Um, when in all actuality, I'm looking for this number, there's only about 36% of domestic violence cases that are actually reported. 36%? Yes, that mm, are reported. Wow. So that leaves a major gap of crimes being had against women and a little tiny percentage of men that aren't even being reported, that nobody's saying anything about, that we don't know, we can't put into number form. You know what, Imani? We had a, a police officer that came on and he was saying that women will perpetrate a lot of the violence against men. And when a man um, strikes back, you know, of course the women look like they're the victims because women are deemed as the weaker sex. Um, but he was saying that a lot of women um, will actually perpetrate the violence against men and then play the victim. What What is your response to that? What do you think of that? Um. <sighs> I don't see how a woman can perpetrate a, a strangulation. Mm. I don't see how a woman mm. can perpetrate a black eye. Um, and at that point, people are watching too many movies. Because if you think someone's going to black her own eye, she needs to be in a mental hospital. But you, what about I think we were speaking provoking. more to like I, yeah, because I have uh, quite a few police officers and one very seasoned um, detective, and it's, she's a female in my family and close circle. And I hear a lot of those stories too, more like the woman is provoking, not that she is essentially false, like, you know, um, creating a, a narrative that didn't occur, but as she strikes first more often than not. And, or like they're antagonizing or, you know, she's pushing him. And of course men are, you know, some men are five times stronger than we are. So when he strikes mm -hmm. back, it does leave a mark. It does leave a bruise. It does leave a busted lip. So those are more, I think of what um, officer Faulkner was talking about. And I've heard a lot of stories that are similar, that the woman may be the one provoking in many cases. Okay. So that's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one for me. Um, yeah, 
I'm not sure about that point, that point of view. I, I, because I feel as though me personally, and I understand men and women are different, but nobody can provoke me to the point where I'm just going to lose control. Right. That's understandable so, too. But you know, the, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's it. I'm, I'm just not seeing uh, it for myself and point. I can't put myself past that. I can't see anyone making me put my hands on someone or, you know, violate someone. I can't see me doing something to the extreme to make my husband react in that way to me either, you know? So, yeah, yeah I think... It, I think you a make good. a good point. And when we think about Black men, and, you know, I live in Georgia, so they have very strict family violence laws here. Um, if you are, like, it's a felony, number one, and um, you are jailed and they don't give you bond right away. Like you're jailed for either 30 or 60 days. I can't remember before they will even give you a bond when you, if there's an instance of family violence, like it, they take it very seriously. But with that being said, I think that men, a man being in a situation where a woman is volatile, where a woman is abusive, where a woman is provoking, that you have a lot to lose should the police be called and it results in you being being locked up. So therefore, it would behoove you to remove yourself from that situation altogether because literally your livelihood is on the line at that point. Hmm. Um, I'm going to read the super chat and I have another question. Shout out to Black Wizard. Um, he says, are we talking about Black men not protecting Black women in the middle and upper classes of Black communities or poverty-stricken and lower class areas? Both. Or um, are we seeing high levels of abuse in Black suburbia? It's a good question. I don't think it's, well, I do think that there is a correlation, though, between poverty and, like, you know, the higher levels of abuse. So I think that you'll see, if you break down the stats, I believe that most of the statistics are likely stemming from, you know, lower class areas. But as a black man, like we've seen where abuse can happen anywhere. You can be riding the train. There are black men that ride the train to, you know, uh, commute to work and, and, and some violence can happen on the train. I think a few weeks back in PA, a woman was raped on a train with people on the train. So you can encounter an instance where, you know, you might be called to or you know uh, protection may be questioned and 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 no matter what class uh you fit into um would you like to address that imani imani yes um so i do believe it's in both um because we do hear about every now and then you might have a new uh news a news topic that has something in the suburban area of a man going nuts and killing his entire family. It's not as consistent. It's not as often it is as it is in, you know, lower in poverty stricken or lower class areas. But I do believe that it's, it's roughly, it's still a lot either way. Okay. Um, shout out to Jack Spade. He says approximately 85% of DV cases that make it to superior court and must face the jury. Those are found to not guilty. Those are found to not guilty or are dropped without a conviction because prosecutor prosecutors really don't have a case. 
That's interesting. And the victims oh. often recant. If they go back, they're going to recant. They're not going to testify. They wouldn't make, if you subpoena them to testify, they wouldn't make a good witness because they'll plead the fifth. They'll be hostile. So oftentimes, by the time something reaches that level, the woman has went back to the man and, you know, it makes it, makes it difficult to um, put on a, a good convinced. case if you don't have a yeah. compliant witness, right, to get a conviction. Yep. Right. Um, shout out to Everyday Motivation. Good morning. And she says, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday to you as well, lady. Pretty mm -hmm. lady. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out to Black Ken. He says, men almost never report abuse and laws don't take it serious, even if it's on video. Nobody is just randomly attacking Black women. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> he says, as Black men just... An accusation an accu is, yeah, is enough to send us away. Yeah. Um, Black Ken, mm -hmm. that's the thing, though. And this is why we asked, are, are y'all willfully ignoring these things? Um, There mm -hmm. have been instances this week where we've seen um, a guy trying to run up in a girl's apartment. We've seen that a guy was trying mm -hmm. to run up in a girl's house. Um, yep. she was getting her mail out of the mailbox and he was trying to come up in her house, um, he was putting on gloves mm -hmm. and it was, it's scary as shit. So I'm not going to say. The woman who was raped on the train. Let's not act like this doesn't happen. We see women literally going to the gas station or pumping gas. And, you know, because they turn down a man's advances, they're called bees. They're met with aggression and all time. It does just happen. You know, yeah, most of the instances of DV are from an intimate partner or someone that, you know, um, women have some sort of relationship or they know them. But there are instances when somebody just runs up on a black woman and assaults them too. It does happen. Right. Um, shout out to Dane C. He says, Concrete, that's what the former day 26 member did. Leave a toxic situation with his wife. His wife and black women online accused him of abandoning his family. Um, you see, he went right back though, didn't you? Willie went <laughs> right back to it to, to his wife. Uh, you know, so, um, you know, who knows where the toxicity was coming from? It's likely that it happened to both. I don't personally ignore that black men can also be the victims. I do think people, it's black women included, have, uh, yeah, I have a difficult time viewing them as victims. I think people have, like, there was a man in Gwinnett that was recently killed by his wife, um, and it was a murder-suicide. He was killed, she killed herself, left eight children freaking behind. And I saw the story about it and there were so many uh, assumptions regarding what he did. Literally, what people lacked empathy for that black man. They were did, make, creating stories about what he possibly could have done that resulted in driving her over the edge and making up stories about his sexuality and him giving her HIV and just craziness when the the um, news actually reported and other um, verifiable sources came out and uh, confirmed that he had served her with um, divorce papers less than a month prior to that. So there wow. was no evidence that he did anything aside from decide that he wanted to leave the relationship and that resulted in him losing, losing his life. Like, I have a problem with people who cannot view black men as victims too, but let's not pretend that black women aren't victimized and we don't see the instances of it happening on a very regular basis. 
That's a good point. Um, shout out to Jack Spade. He says, victims can't recant. Once the police becomes involved, it's now the state versus the accused. Evidence collected is the voice of the victim. Let's not guesstimate ourselves through this topic Jack of Spade, violence. That's not true. A victim can recant their statement. It happens all the time. As I said, I have people in very close proximity that work in law enforcement. And if the victim is completely uncooperative, yes, they can go um, do the state versus the accused. But if the victim decides to testify for the accused, then you have no case. If the victim says, I was lying and I made it up, then you have no case. I've seen situations where this very thing happened. Someone was jailed lost their job and everything because of an accusation and the victim recanted gave a certified um a statement saying that she was lying in an effort to um aid him in not having to serve jail time so a victim can recant that doesn't mean the state won't try to pick it up but how strong is your case if you don't have a victim and if the victim is now deciding to be um you know uh, aid the 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 um defendant mm. Good point. Shout out to Black Wizard again. He says, Dr. Murray A. Strauss um, addressed domestic violence statistics between men and women and found the likelihood of either sex being the perpetrator is about equal. Women are more likely to use weapons of opportunity. Um, Black Wizard, I actually read those same stats. That is actually a great point. Um, Miss Imani, what do you think about that? Um, so that doesn't, um, no, men are, so every one in five women are abused and have, give me one second, like the other people said, yeah, have been abused and in a domestic violence situation. And then it's one in seven who have been in a domestic, in a domestic violence situation. So no, I don't think that they're equal at all. Okay. Okay. I think personally, even if even if the you know, the, the findings were true, um, that a woman may be as likely to abuse, and an abuse could, saying abuse that means she could shove them, she could push them. That the fact that um, I think that it's more often than not that it would result in serious injury up to and uh, up to death uh, when the man is the abuser. It is less likely that um, abuse, quote unquote. From a woman, which I'm not minimizing it, but I just know that we don't have the strength that men have. We can fool ourselves into thinking, oh, I can do everything that a man can do and I'm independent and I'm strong. Let me tell you something. My fiance in and of itself, like literally five women would have no chance against him. So we don't have the strength that a man has, even if a woman initiates it, which she's absolutely wrong in doing so. I think that more often than not, it results in serious injury when a man is, you know, the, the aggressor or when a man is, you know, the abuser. Mm. Um, shout out to AR. He says one in four women and one in seven women have been victims of severe physical violence. Um, e.g. Uh, beating, burning, strangling by an intimate partner in their lifetime. Um, thank you so much for that stat, AR. Um, Imani, what about the violence against women against women? Um, have you read any statistics about that? I have not read um, any statistics 
involving the LGBTQ um, community at all, actually, when it comes to domestic violence. Um, well, I haven't that's even often been... a statistic that's cited in this space that that um, there are just as many um, examples of domestic violence or cases of domestic violence when women are dating other women. Actually, even more so. Um, well, I, I read it. We had some type of uh, thing going on over here. And I've, I actually read that domestic violence against women is more prevalent than um, men having domestic violence against um against women so it's like women against women like who was reporting it it was from a reputable source um i want to say i read it from like not the cdc but um it was a reputable source but it they all said that women um uh actually perpetuate violence against each other uh more so than men um do like when women are in lesbian relationships there's actually more violence with them versus a man with a woman i've heard it i just never actually seen it in print but you know i i have heard that um touted several times so i I, and i haven't looked into it either so that's interesting yeah um shout out to certified abuela stan he says so according to stats 40 percent of black men experience domestic violence and 45% of black women experience domestic violence and more black men experience homicide when fleeing domestic violence situations than black women. Uh, what stats is, are you looking at Abuela, um, certified Abuela Stan? Cause I did quite a bit of research on this topic and I can't find anything to substantiate anything like that, that black men are more likely to um, lose their lives, li- leaving a, a, a relationship where there's um, domestic violence involved. Um, I would love to know what your source is because I want to look that up myself because I didn't see anything like that. Okay. Shut I would up, like some information on that too. I've not, I, that, I, that's um, totally new to me. I would like some information on that too. Okay. Um, I don't believe it. Shout out to Black Wizard. He says, it's not about strength zeros. It's about using your position as an intimate partner to leverage violence against someone. Strength is beside the point. Um, I think well, that is a good, good point. I, I think that strength is is an important factor. If, if, you know, someone is losing their life in a domestic violence situation, then we can't ignore the fact that if uh, uh, abuse is um if abuse is if someone is encountering abuse and it results in a woman shoving someone and or if it, it results in her uh you know slapping someone or whatever i'm not minimizing the abuse that black women engage in because i personally have seen too many examples where black women were the um were provoking violence and or antagonizing someone so i'm not going to say that you know i'm minimizing it and oh let's not pay attention to what they're doing but i do think that you know it we can't have a fair discussion about you know domestic violence without at least acknowledging the fact that uh, black women are less likely to 
kill someone in a domestic violence situation um, versus, you know, um, the if it were the other way around. So I do think it's important to talk about the strength. And when we talk about a person leveraging their position in their relationship and, um, and enacting violence against their partner, that's why I talked about earlier how important it is for Black men to immediately exit a relationship where someone is you know, either weaponizing their femininity and or leveraging their um, position in the relationship um, and abusing you or or provoking you or antagonizing you. Like men, black men have far more to lose because we do know that more often than not, when the police are called, I've heard police say, if I come out, they have to take someone and more likely than not, it's going to be the man. So you have more to lose. Therefore, you should not be in a situation where your freedom is being threatened. But the whole thing to me is I don't think black men actually take violence against themselves as serious as women take violence against mm -hmm. themselves. Um, black men will actually kind of laugh it off like, oh, this is, uh, you know, look at her. Um, mm -hmm. But then if a person is in your face and she's pushing you and mushing you upside the head and she's mm -hmm. talking shit to you and you haul off and hit her, mm -hmm. it's automatically going to put her in a victim a victim situation Absolutely. as opposed to you. So I think that is something to definitely consider. Um, you pinpointed it by just saying they laugh it off. Uh, they do. They yeah. have little love taps that it doesn't even hurt them because they're so strong, literally. But when they go ahead, go ahead, and sometimes it's a reflex, like backhand yeah. you, and whoa, you now you have a bloody lip, and you call the police, and they are going to jail. Yeah, that that that's uh something beer that's something to definitely consider. Shout out to Jack Spade. He says some of us have experienced false domestic violence accusations and had to experience the whole roller coaster ride from start to finish. I'm not speaking on what I heard, but because I've walked the walk. Um, Jack Spade, Jack Spade I, no one is challenging your personal experience, but your personal experience is just that your experience. And I'm specifically talking about people that are very close to me that I've heard these stories about over and over again. I just get you're talking about the one example that you've experienced. And I just gave you one example where it actually worked out when the person recanted. A person does have the ability to recant their statement. I, I'm not denying that the state can't pick up the charges because they can and they often do. But if you fight it all the way um, and the person who recanted their statement has gone on record and recanted their statement, there is a greater likelihood likelihood of the um, case working out in your favor. Imani, um, how often do you think Black women weaponize the police against Black men in these situations? I'm not sure about how often, um, but I don't believe it's done enough. And to be honest, I believe it's done rarely because within the black communities, um, there's a lot of you don't want to get the police involved. We have a misconception of getting the police involved when it comes to these situations and what goes in on what goes on in our homes. Mm, OK, that's a good point, too, because uh, I know in some states, if the police are called out for a DV situation, um, 
they will put a um, TRO on the partner and you guys won't be able to be near each other. So I've seen people kind of try to steer clear of getting the police involved in some instances because they know, hey, if I call the police, there's going to be a restraining order and there's no going back from this. Not often, but I have seen it happen. Um, that's a good point that I don't, I don't think that you know many of us consider. Um, but I do have a question for Imani as well. I want to know, do you feel, it, well, basically, it seems as though, um, like, <laughs> the days of communal protection are long gone. That, yes. you know, the, the the date and time that we're currently in, um, Black women and even children in many instances aren't afforded that communal protection that they once were. But I want to know from you, do you feel as though videotaping is also a way of extending protection? I do. Um, I absolutely do look at that as a form of protection as well, um, because it's evidence. It's pretty much the situation being, it's pretty much the situation happening right in front of your face. So nothing can be denied at that point. So yes, it is. So if a black man just videotapes instead of interferes, like he's still offering some form of protection by doing that. Yes, um, along with what I said earlier about calling the police, because to be honest, I I wouldn't recommend that anybody steps in the middle of a physical altercation between a man and a woman mm -hmm. um, because of especially the situation that just happened in Norfolk. You know, we lost a few lives from that situation, from people trying to offer assistance. So I do believe that we should call the police, we should record, but it's more harm being done when you're stepping in physically. And it has nothing to do with the woman possibly taking him back because who cares? Her At that point, her safety, or as you all, as some people would like to say, his safety is, is jeopardized at that point. Mm. See, Shut but sometimes too, not only will they take them back, but they can actually like, for example, my cousin had a situation where her boyfriend jumped on her. Her brother, she called her brother, her brother came and it resulted in her brother um, shooting him. She jumped on top of him while this happened and she testified on his behalf as well. So sometimes depending upon how much things escalate, it could not only result in her going back to him, but it could result in you losing your freedom. And then who's there to, you know, pick up the pieces for your your kids and your wife that, mm -hmm. that may be left behind. Yes. Um, shout out to JC. JC says, why are angry, um, excuse me, American <laughs> American women <laughs> choosing the wrong man is the real question. Dating the boring guy who loses control of himself. Um, let me tell y'all, y'all, you know, uh, the wrong man generally is the most um charismatic, um, mm. is the most charming. It, it it's generally like that. So um, the boring guy isn't going to be as charismatic. He's not going to be as outgoing. Um, most women are attracted to a certain type of flash. It is what it is. And y'all get that, you know, we're in this space. So y'all should get that more than anything as to why, um, women kind of choose those guys. Those guys tend to be charismatic and fun. And, um, they, they have a certain type of toughness and women choose that. That it is what it is. <laughs> 
Um, what was my next question? What we what weapons do you think you guys sell the most of? Um, so our top seller would be our it's a stun gun called Tear That Ass Up. <laughs> and it has prongs on the end and it has a DNA collector. Um, and I think that's the most wow. interesting part. Yes, I think that's the most interesting, interesting. part of the tool. Tear that ass up. So it's also a high voltage stun gun and it's a very loud alarm. It fits right in the palm of your hand. So it's comfortable. You could just ball your fist up while you're walking and hold it. So that would be our tarp seller. Okay. If you guys mm. have not seen her um website, her website, if you guys can actually drop her link to her um website, um, please do. Um, because she does have a website where she is selling these weapons. And um, yes, they are definitely needed. Shout out to Dane C. He's for the super sticker. Thank you so much for that. Shout out to Daisy JC again. He says, date the boring oh. guy who doesn't what. Oh, okay. That he was that was a correction to his last super chat. He was saying date the oh, boring okay. guy as opposed to keep choosing the wrong guy. Uh black women keep choosing the wrong guy as opposed to dating the boring guy, he's saying. Yeah, um, but we already know what, what that is. Um, ladies, mm -hmm. I am going to open it up for this last hour so we can um bring some of you guys okay. up. Um please I do have another question while you're doing that. Go ahead. Okay. Um, please remember to keep it respectful. Um, you know, we're having some great dialogue. So, um, yeah, keep it uh, respectful and uh, y'all can come on up. Uh, oh, we just lost the money. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'm she'll, sure be, she'll back. be back. Maybe had a, yeah. a call. You know, sometimes if you don't go into do not disturb or something. Yeah, there um, she goes. Okay. Okay. Uh, Imani, I do have a question for you really quickly. Um, when we talk about, like, oftentimes you hear Black men say that Black women weaponize the police, that Black women, you know, use the police as their own personal security. And for that reason, it almost seems as though some Black men are taking the whole um, Black women are crying wolf approach that you know there that these allegations that black women need this constant protection are false and that black women are just making this up and or in certain situations when a black woman is crying out for help that you know she's crying wolf um can you blame black men uh for their stance on that because you know we they feel as though black women already weaponize the police if they use the police to get you put out to you know make up false stories or push false narratives to make them look um as though they are some somehow victimizing them and as a result they want to refrain from engaging in these situations because they feel like the black woman is just simply crying wolf So I believe in those situations, um, they do happen. However, I believe in those situations, we have to be careful who we're messing with because it would be the same thing. At, you have to pay attention and you know who you deal with and watch those red flags because that would be the same thing for me as a woman who deals with a man who picks fights only to call his mom for hoops, only to call his mama against me. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that that type of situation, I think that's to each, you have to 
really wash them red flags to avoid that because you never know. That's a good point. One last thing. Um, the last thing I, I just want to know, do you think we're talking about black men willfully ignoring, uh, you know, the violence that's perpetuated against black women, but are black women also willfully ignoring it? And the reason that I asked that is because I talked about us as black women, our first line of defense is ourselves. Um, you, you don't, and I don't expect black women to live in fear and not live their lives, but um, you do see black, black women don't seem to be um being cautious about how they're moving for example not stopping at a gas station late at night because we're saying that they're, we're constantly being preyed upon and people are constantly assaulting us and you know looking to victimize us but you don't see black women operating in the sense that they are being preyed upon you don't see black women taking special precautions to ensure that you know um they don't go to an atm late at night that you know they are um you know prepared for uh an instant incident that could potentially happen by make making sure that you know they have some sort of protection um you, you don't see black women necessarily taking extra se extra steps to protect themselves so i want to know from you do you think that black women are also potentially or do you think that black women are also um willfully ignoring um the violence that's perpetuated against us i absolutely do um and I know that because when I'm out in the community and when I'm out in public, a lot of the excuses that I get, I'm looking like, what, girl? Like, sis, what are you talking about? Like, a lot of people are definitely have a disconnect. And I think that it's a disconnect until you know somebody who's very close to you, who has been violated, who has been through something. To me, that has been the most um the most time when pe when black women actually understand that hey i need to be protected i need to take the proper precautions just in case something happens or i need to you know be more alert or do things a little bit more different because i know what is going on out here thank you thank you i appreciate that and i agree wholeheartedly well we do have some guests in the building um, first, we'll get started with Chaotic Truth. Chaotic Truth, what are your thoughts on the show thus far? And what do you have for uh, Miss Imani? Um, she just dropped down for a second, but I'm sure she'll, there she is. She'll, she's right here. Well, um, hopefully my mic isn't too loud. But before I get to my thoughts and to address Miss Imani, I want to say, Sister George, you should do audio books. You have a very audio book voice, by the way. Uh, how about this? Um, somebody has, I'm already on the job. Listen, really? Yeah. 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 I got to get to a bag, honey. Um, I got to yeah. get my husband some more money, honey. He's okay. looking at me funny. So yeah, I'm actually already in the process okay. of getting started with that. Thank you. Okay. That's awesome. I don't want to be too long winded, but I want to give you two stories real quick. And then I want to get into what I'm talking about, but I don't want to take up your time. When I was in college many years ago, I went to a, a little, a small, well, it's not small, but a big state college called Kent State University. A friend of mine went to Ohio State, which I'm assuming all of you guys know about. She was a lady friend of mine, you know, one of many girlfriends that I had at the time. And she invited me down to Ohio State for a weekend to hang out. 
We went to this local restaurant in the city of Columbus, Ohio. If anybody's not familiar where Ohio State is, it's in Columbus. We're at this restaurant, and there are probably a few dozen other young black girls there that were from the school. And these girls were there with some of the Buckeyes. The Buckeyes, I'm meaning, meaning the football players. And I'm not going to name the Buckeye, but the Buckeye is pretty, he's, he's pretty, he was pretty known now. He was well known back at Ohio State. Um, he's, his girlfriend and him were arguing in the restaurant. Now, mind you, me and the girl that I was with, we were at a completely different table at a different wing of the restaurant, but we could still see their table. And she knew some of the girls at the table. And particularly, she knew the girlfriend of the, uh, the football player. So they got into an argument inside of the restaurant. When they went outside, you could see them from the outside. He beat her ass. I'm not going to lie to you. He, he, he whooped her ass. And a lot of dudes that were there, the staff, the you know other dudes that were there did not intervene you know i don't think it was out of fear of being afraid of this dude but it's, it, it was more like a lot of dudes probably ascertained the situation and they were both arguing she was hitting him he was hitting her but obviously the size difference and the strength difference is is is, is totally different and that's what i do respect about what you ladies were saying about there is a difference in physical strength right so her hits obviously are pity pats pillow hits compared to his hits it wasn't but a week later, the girl that I was talking to, the girl who invited me down to Columbus, she told me that they were back together. I get another story. A colleague of mine, I used to teach years ago, a colleague of mine years ago was dating one of the Cleveland Browns players. Um, she told me, and I remember it to this day, she told me, I don't care if he whoops my ass, I will always date a high-profile and I don't want to use any, I have a vulgar mouth, so this panel, I haven't heard nobody cuss, so I don't want to cuss. But she said, I would date any high-level N-word if I have to. I don't care if they black my eye. Now, I want to say this as a man from the manosphere. Now, I am from the manosphere, but I have a very, I'm, I'm very, obje I'm, I'm objective. I came from a nuclear family. My parents are still married to this day, and my dad is almost 90. My mom is almost 70, right? My parents used to argue, but my mom still, my mom and dad always came to some resolve. My mom and dad never had any physical altercation as far as I know. So I know how a marriage works because I've seen it happen. What I feel is though, and I'm not saying that domestic violence has never, is, 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 is a result of a broken home, but I feel as though that if women properly vetted and men properly vetted, you wouldn't in domestic violence, but you could definitely curb it a little bit. I feel like a lot of women, they choose the wrong men. Um, I don't know what you guys believe in, but I certainly believe that we are some sort of an animal. And I think that we function off of animal behavior. Some of us are more civil. Some of us are more orderly, but some of us are not. Um, not to say that every football player is an animal, or uh, uh, but a lot of football players have high levels of aggression. Uh, so obviously, you know, you hear more about DV cases from athletes that are football players and compared to baseball players. Right. So what I'm saying is that I agree with a lot of your talking points, Amani and everybody that was on the panel or the other lady that was on the panel. But I do believe that women, they pick certain men to to for their own satisfaction instead of 
picking certain men for the right reasons. Women don't want the boring guy. Women don't want the square guy. A lot of women don't. I don't have any stats to come up here to prove this, but I'm just going by what I've seen in my life. Um, and, 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 and what I would say is this. If a man does, if a man knows he has high levels of aggression, high levels of emotion, he can't de-escalate, maybe you should properly vet a woman. And what I mean by vetting is maybe you should get a female or a woman who is uh, courteous, a female who is less likely to argue, a female who is less likely to, uh, um, you know, show signs of aggression. Because a lot of times women hit men, but we don't think about it. But a lot of times the reaction is because a lot of men can't handle their emotions. And so I really believe, now I've practiced this all my life. If a female is combative up front, if she is argumentative, if she is annoying, if she is stressful, even before we get into a serious relationship, I don't, even me, who, and I and I practice stoicism, like I, I'm, I'm very calm and collective, and plus I'm a, I'm a smaller dude, so if I can't, if I'm not going to fight a, a dude who's six foot three, I'm not going to fight anybody, that's that's what I've always thought, right? So if, 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 if I can even think like, damn, man, she gets me upset like this, maybe I shouldn't even be around her in the first place. So a lot of men should practice vetting and women. You know, I know I sound like a re redundant right now, but it would just curb these situations. And I also want to say this too. A lot of situations are not really from strangers either. A lot of these DV situations are from domestic situations, dealing with individual uh, individuals that you know. So that's Wait, why- Hold up, cuz, hold up. Not to, not to cut you off, but you, you're speaking on this as if it's just primarily domestic violence before you even get to the hits you spoke on something with the as far as with the emotions what yeah. do you think what you think is the emotional historic track record of black people over here in the united states it's it's, it's domestic violence has been a part of history up in this bitch because it's not just an aspect of vetting the right person it's how it's just like you say how someone is able to deal with specific emotions and frictions with relationships you said to yourself that a chick could push you to the point where about, you want to lay hands. Right. But he does bring about a good point in trying to ensure that you're properly vetted. Because some women are, are just like emotion driven and they can be a trigger for someone. But I do think that in addition to properly vetting, you still need to seek some professional help with ensuring that you can um, properly manage your emotions. You should be seeking professional, because even if you have a woman that's calm, who's to say that one day she is, you know, does not go off on a tangent or become overly emotional. Um, so you should still seek some professional help. But I do think it's important to, if, if you know someone does something that is triggering for you, um, you should be wary of that. Um, shout out to Man of Tomorrow. He says, another Alpha Bravo November. Um, thank you so much for that super chat. Um, chaotic Truth, it was something that you said about women choosing a certain type of man. Yeah. And how much do you think society, um, because what I've noticed with men, men will say, okay, the woman doesn't choose a certain type of man, but then I've noticed that the more dominant men if you don't show a certain type of bravado, even amongst men, men, um, men will pick on the weaker sex as well, or or the weaker person. Excuse me, not weaker mm -hmm. sex. 
the weaker person as well. And I wanted to know your thoughts on that because I've seen men, like if a man sees another man and he deems that other man is weak, um, most people are conditioned to take an easy win. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, um, I, I go back to what I was saying earlier about the whole, you know, animal aspect. Um, I don't know what you guys believe, and I certainly don't want to impose my beliefs on you. This is just what I believe. I believe that we are an ape. I believe that we're some sort of a high-functioning ape, like a gorilla or a chimpanzee. And, and and you don't have to agree with me. And I believe I that we, right? And I still believe that we have animal. I, th- I still believe that we have these primal instincts. So I feel like, for example, when when you guys were saying that a lot of women are catcalled, and 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 I've seen it even where I live at. A lot of women are catcalled. They they could be minding their business. A dude can call them, and 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 as soon as the girl doesn't respond, they say, "What." Well, you didn't bit, you know. So that is a part of like what you're saying, picking on somebody weaker. You as the man, you biologically know that you're superior physically. You're biologically, you, you know that you're superior. Let's be honest, men are mentally more stronger than women as well. And um, and when you feel like somebody who is lesser than you doesn't respond to you, you go into this animal mode. Like you're supposed to talk to me, you know. And and I and, and I really. From a manosphere perspective, I think this is why the manosphere is important. It helps you develop yourself as a man and cultivate yourself as a man to the point where you don't behave like that in public. You know, you don't behave like that at all. You put yourself above everybody as as a as uh, as a being. So you don't even get to the point where you are, are are looking at people as lesser than you. You get to the point by saying, "How can I be a better man in society? How can I serve society?" best i cannot cultivate myself mm. and harness my talents and build upon myself so yeah it, oh and by the way i want to say this about the example of and i want to get on this with uh too by the way speaking of people who are lesser than you i'm not saying that children are lesser but obviously children are developing beings right when i was teaching school the kids would hit you know i'm, I'm five foot seven so i'm not that tall so the little kids they would hit you know hit me you know like oh mr k you know and, and like these, and you know, they'll do it 20, 30 times a day. And, and, and it's almost like a pillow hitting you. Now, could you imagine me getting so upset and knocking one of those kids out? No, because it's absurd. So a lot of times men, and this is a lot of times people don't understand this about the manosphere. It's not just about bashing women. It's about realizing that as a man, you are unique. You are the you are the pinnacle, really. And, and the thing is that if you react to somebody who. I don't want to say a kid is lesser, but if you react to somebody who you know you can beat, then that's when you lose your manhood, I think. So just like with women, a lot of women can't beat men. But you shouldn't even put yourself in a position where you first are around a woman who is hitting you like that. Or you shouldn't respond like that because the the strength level is completely different, if that makes any sense, Sister George. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, Imani, do you have any response for chaotic truth? Okay. Uh, I did want to well said. Thanks to him really quick <laughs> before we move forward. Um, I, I do think though, when we talk about, because I, I don't know if it was his super chat regarding, um, no, 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 it was someone that super chatted regarding like dating the boring guy. I do think that women, um, 
oftentimes as women, knowing that understanding, even, you know, if we unconsciously, subconsciously understand that, you know, we need protection. So as a result, we do look for someone who we feel can protect us. Oftentimes we are way off, off the mark. And we're, we pick someone who has a sense of false bravado or like this, this, um, you know, they're, they're not truly masculine, this superficial masculinity, because oftentimes we have not learned how to pinpoint, you know, what that should look like. But as women, it is important for us to partner with someone who we feel can protect us. That's extremely important to me. But um, we can find someone who would still be that boring guy, quote unquote, or that may seem boring, uh, or that may not be um, hood or, you know, fit all the negative stereotypes, um, and still protect us. So, you know, they don't have to, um, they're not necessarily synonymous. When we say we want someone to protect us, someone who is masculine, someone who makes us feel safe and secure, that does not have to look like someone with their pants hanging off their behind who is hanging in the hood. Um, so I, I just wanted to kind of highlight that. Okay, shout out to the casual observer. He says, black woman mate selection and child rearing creates bad men um thank you so much for that super chat casual observer um next we want to um go on to roguish build monger roguish what are your thoughts hey peace peace thanks for the hospitality um this is interesting the whole thing black man willfully ignoring violence against black women it's like all right uh that's not true because you have certain factors within the community that aren't supported that you know what I'm saying specifically talks about you know saying protection of the entirety of the community let alone that you know of black women the thing is it's not a value you know what I'm saying to black people as a whole it's not a value for black women for them to understand that there are certain limitations socially that they are supposed to place upon themselves for the act of safety same thing that they do to a car it might say 160 but that bitch only go up to about 110 right they got a governor on it. Y'all don't like to use y'all governor. And when someone offers a little bit of help, you know, y'all tend to take that as some negative direction. Like uh, like what Chaotic Truth was talking about. Um, he, he ain't a cat who hits. We, everybody framed it in domestic violence, right? So let's put it in that. He's not a cat who hits. But a chick pushed him to the point where he was like, damn, I'm not this bitch out. You know what I'm saying? Now, I think what we should look at is the socialization that goes into, I don't know, large number of black women having said type of energy to where it would induce a cat to try to solve some shit, you know, in that manner. Um, this is why I get back to the whole social conditioning perspective. What what is considered protection? Because I'm I'm from Tulsa. I remember when the last the last event happened when a uh, uh what is it uh, um korean got out of pocket with you know what I'm saying black women at the hair emporium whatever the fuck cats was out there posted up and they knocked 50 off the yaki so the value system is what's what's screwed up here um do women do black women want protection in the form of a fucking guard dog Ooh. or a loving you know what i'm saying uh partner if you will mm. I think you bring about some really, really, really good points, um, especially with wanting a guard dog um, 
or a sickum uh, versus wanting a loving um, relationship at times. I think you bring about a really, really good point there because um, women do want to be able to control a man and tell him when and where he should attack and how he should attack. I think that's an excellent point. Um, uh, Imani, you know what else? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. go ahead, sorry. I was just piggybacking off what you said because also when you are seeking, when you desire for someone to protect you, protect you in that way, and you know, when you want protection and provision, that's going to come with um, a level of um that's going to come with you meeting certain requirements and those requirements may be you following your instruction you ensuring that you're out, not out late at night like protection is not always and it doesn't start with the physical presence of someone stronger it, it starts with you being able to follow their direction okay you know you're not going to shady parts and shady neighborhoods that's how they're extending that protection to you even when they're not present and we don't we don't take that into account Okay. Um, well, I want to get Black Wizard up in here. Black Wizard, what are your thoughts on the topic? Hello. Hey. hey. Yeah, I was just going to keep mine short. Um, I think uh, I think a lot of people or maybe a growing percentage of the population really doesn't feel like they are uh, entitled to really help other people in situations. I mean, especially like between men and women when there's some kind of violence or whatever going on just in anybody's vicinity, they're like, why should I get involved? Um, and I think this, uh, this idea that uh, random guys are kind of like looking out for you. Uh, I mean, a lot of guys are starting to question like a, a, a percentage of guys are starting to question like why? Well, should I do that? You know, should I put myself in harm's way? Should I get involved with that? I don't want to, so I'm not going to, you know? And I think, and I think that's, I think that opens the market for people like Imani who have, you know, tasers that take DNA from you and stuff like that. So it's incumbent upon everybody to uh, find, you know, what they, whatever measures they can find to protect themselves. I think that's a good point. Really good point. Um, let's move on to, uh, the general, the war room, um, the war room. What are your thoughts? Hey, what's happening? Shout out to you ladies for having this conversation this morning. Shout out to the hey. panel. Thanks for having me. I hope you guys can hear me well. Hey, listen, yeah. let, let, uh, th this conversation just happened to happen. This happened to have happened today. Whereas it wasn't, I hadn't been up here for a while, but it wasn't about um, seven days ago, I was down in San Antonio and um, we were out at an, at an event and this particular sister where it was alcohol and we would see our lounge and things of that nature. And there's black people there, of course, well-to-do black people, right? And this sister, she got enraged because, uh, you know, a certain brother was trying to give her some attention that, you know, she didn't want. And all he did was say, hey, how you doing? Let me buy you a drink. And she went into a fit. I'm so sick and tired of all you Negroes coming up. And I, that's all. And blah, 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 blah. So it was another brother there. And me and my lady observed this. I can't make this shit up. And he said to her, he said, sister, the brother didn't mean any harm. He just wanted to know if you wanted to, you know, I don't need nobody to buy me shit and blah, blah, blah. She went off on this brother. Right? So 
it embarrassed the brother. So then the brother said some things that maybe wasn't warranted. I wouldn't have said them, and he called us some stuff, and then it was a little bit of a you know splash of a drink thrown here and there. So when brothers d- did try to intervene and say, "Come on, bro, you know, hey, just let it go," and the brother was like, "I'm cool. Um, you got me fucked up." She went into straight ghetto black girl mode. And when the brothers were saying, "Miss, it's not that serious. It's not that serious." Don't tell me she was attacking any and every brother that was trying to quell the situation, right? So if you, first of all, if there is no general respect, right, then how can you offer your protection? Would you, would either of you ladies, Concrete Rose or Sister George, would you want your husband, Sister George, to get involved in that situation where she was just pointing her anger at any man who said, Sister, it ain't that serious. Calm down. She's throwing drinks and all this shit. Would you... Concrete roles want your husband to go over there and intervene in that situation. Um, in that situation, it sounded like she's experienced some type of PTSD or trauma or whatever. And people surrounding we're military, we're ex-military. And you think about when you're going through like a uh a spell to where you, you can't see and people are surrounding you. Um it probably would make the woman more scared because there are people coming to, you know, and it's strangers and it's people that she's unfamiliar and she's in a scary situation. Personally, I wouldn't want my man to get involved in that situation because um, he could be a person who gets accused of something and it, like he's a, it's like getting hit by a straight bullet or something. So personally, I wouldn't want my man to get involved in that type of situation where she's screaming or this, that, and the third because... Um, unless she sees somebody as like a police officer or whatever, she doesn't know who's against her or with her at that time. So I wouldn't want him to get involved in that. However, if you have somebody that's being, um, graped on a train or something like that, I would want him to take some type of action, preferably call the police or um, call somebody, videotape, and help out from a distance as as much as he can, because I do want my husband to come home to me. And right, you, know, you, you have to take that into consideration nowadays, because um, there have been men who jumped in situations and they didn't make it out. And you don't want your your well, family to be well. sacrificed for something, especially if it takes her seven times to actually to leave a certain. You you just never know. So that's my, my, so. My. So I, I I've told this story that happened to me to a best friend of mine who's no longer with us. R.I.P. to him. Uh, been in the club and uh, we watched this sister and her guy boyfriend or husband or whoever he was get into an altercation in the club. Regardless of what it was over, they got into an altercation. So the altercation spilled over you know how black people are when the club is let out people parking lot pimp so they get into a physical altercation and he is really like picked her up and you know threw on the ground and you know smacked her and with the clothes fist a couple of times so my homeboy who's no longer with us true story can't make this up college guy we were all in college he went over to assist do you know when he pulled the guy off of the, of the and I told him, I said, man, don't go over there and get in that shit. 
I said, don't get involved in that, bro. That's between that man and his woman. I said, let the police, let security handle it. As he pulled the dude up off of her, said, hey, man, you ain't got to do her like, like that. The girl, the young, the young woman, because we were in our 20s at the time, she got up off the ground and started attacking. Get your motherfucking hands off of my man. Don't fuck that. Get your hands off my motherfucking man. And so I'm sitting there and I'm looking and I'm like, this happened 20 years ago. And I'm looking. The dude, once she started fighting my homeboy, the dude got out of the crowd, went and got a gun, came back and shot and killed him. Did you hear me? God damn. Did y'all hear me? Yeah. Absolutely. Shot him. That so should have been the expectation. We're, ta we're talking about 20. Let me let me fix my audio. We're talking about I think this is the reason why we should be looking at the cultural aspects of it, though, and not just on, on a case-to-case -case basis. There is a specific type of mindset involved with it. I agree with that. Hello? The, the general? Are you there? Yeah. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, we, we can, can hear you. Can you guys hear me now? Okay. So that, as a young man, Prior to my military days, right? I know we like to talk about you know, military, especially when I come on, I get it. It's okay. So that happened as a young man. To me, I witnessed that in college. That's not the first time or the only time I've seen where brothers have want, went to a, to a sister sister in a situation where there was violence being committed against her and the sister turned on that brother. That's not the first time that I witnessed that happen. So this whole protection piece, first of all, men, black men and black women have got to come to a point where we have general common respect for one another. That's number one. Number two, I heard you say it earlier, Sister George, a lot of sisters out here simply want the sickum guy. They only want protection as long as they get to do what they want to do. Not all, a few but not most, some, some, but not a lot. I'm not saying all of them. I would want someone to assist my mom if she was being attacked physically by some random Negro. I would want some dude to assist my daughter who's on a college campus if some guy was trying to rap a her or assaulting her. I, I would I would hope that some some brother would step up and say, hey, man, leave her alone, you know, blah, blah, blah. I would hope. But what a lot of sisters like to do in today's time is put themselves in a situation where they feel as though they are physically capable of defending themselves and oftentimes start shit with their fly mouth. Instead of getting themselves out of the situation, what they do is start chest bumping, start name calling, and they aggravate the situation. See, but that's a well, culture. So we don't, speaking to a communal sentiment. Wait a minute, wait a minute, fellas. Um, our guest um has to leave in a minute, so we do want to give her a chance to um give us a final promotion of her channel and tell us what she has upcoming. So, um, Miss Imani, um, let us know what you got going on, lady. Um, thank you, Sister George, and thank you, Concrete Rose, for inviting me. It was definitely a good conversation. 
Um, a lot of you definitely put my perspective in a different place, so I appreciate you all for that. Um, if you would like to follow me, we are on Instagram at goddess, G-O-D-D-E-S-S-W-E-R-K-S underscore. Um, and our website is www.goddessworks.com. Thank you all. Thank you so Thank much you for, for joining work. us. Um, everybody, Absolutely. her link is in the description. If you do want to purchase um, any of her products, um, be sure to check out our, her link in our description. Um, she is at Goddess Works on Instagram. Do you um, have in, any more social media Goddess Works, Imani? No, we do not. Okay, okay. So check out the link in our description and um, purchase your girl something. Get you something. If you are afraid to use a gun, maybe a stunt gun. Uh, or, mm -hmm. or maybe you can't. So yeah. yeah. Good point. Okay. Thank you again for joining us. We appreciate you. And definitely come back by and check us out. Um, definitely uh, make sure to continue to drop your link throughout the show. But um, I know you got to go. If you're able to continue listening, because we'll continue the conversation and at least get the perspective of the other gentlemen that are on the panel. I definitely will. I'm going to hop off the platform and join as a viewer. Okay. Thank you, Thank you, you so much. All right. You all have a great day. You too. Shout out to you, sister. Can I? Let me um, read yeah. this super chat and address, and address this. Casual observer, he says, respectfully, the host called upstanding men boring. That is absolutely not what I said, not what I implied. Um, they said that women don't choose boring men. Exactly. Um, that came from a super chat. Yes. They said that women don't choose boring men. I explained why. Um, we talked about and everybody mute up if you're not speaking because there's a lot of background noise and it's quite annoying. Okay. Um, we talked about the type of women, uh, men that women generally go for and ask of why. And if a man is charismatic and outgoing and willing to talk to the woman is chasing the woman is pursuing her more. Um, yeah, they tend to get more of the women. Women are generally attracted to that. Um, nobody said that upstanding men are boring at all. Nobody implied that. So don't put that on us. And we appreciate you. And thank you so much for the super chat. Okay. You can go ahead. Our responses um, and using the topic, because I use boring men in my in my example, but we're, we were using that term because that was a term that was super chatted. And we were continuing the conversation, um, and which is why we continue to use boring men and every time i say it i use quotation because i don't know necessarily i know what they're referring to so there's no sense in us playing some this is why i use air quotes yeah what they are referring to when they say boring men but that was a continuation of a super chat just to clarify okay um chaotic truth what where uh did you have a response we can't hear you you're muted yeah you had muted me uh, yeah, I do have a response to the uh, to, to the war room. Um, and uh, about 10 years ago, uh, there were two incidents where um, a, a close associate of mine, he was in downtown Cleveland and a situation over a female resulted in him fighting two men outside of a bar. And in doing so, he fell backwards and hit his head on the curb and he was in a 
coma for a week and died. Then another case, a uh, similar situation, a, a, a colleague of mine was at a bar and he was with his girlfriend actually. And uh, he got into a fight with the girlfriend's ex-boyfriend. Same thing happened, fell and hit his head and he died. And what I, what, what I say is, is that, you know, and I don't have the stats, but generally speaking, you don't see married couples in domestic situations in public fighting each other. It's always something about uh, some dude and some girl he's pursuing or some boyfriend, girlfriend relationship, et cetera. And you as a man, in a lot of cases, if you're not married to a woman, if that woman isn't your mother, in most cases, and I would strongly suggest uh, that you just call the police and and not pursue because a lot of times you hear case after case of men getting shot and killed like the war room said because i know cases like that i used to work in law enforcement there are cases like that there are so many cases where men who are minding their business they intervene to help a woman and then they are maimed killed something has happened to them and the fact of the matter is that same female that you're helping out is not going to come to the hospital and visit you and she's for damn sure not going to come to the funeral when you die and so that's the beauty, I think, of the manosphere. The manosphere, again, it doesn't preach uh, disrespecting women. It really just preaches uplifting yourself as a man and valuing your own life. Because to be completely to be completely honest, going back to the whole animal and nature thing, we are in nature, and truth be told, men are dispensable. So, because of knowing that natural phenomenon, you as a man, you should say, you know what? I know that this world is mean. It's nasty. And nobody really cares about me other than my mother. I don't have the luxury to help this random female on the street who, for the most part, more than likely probably chose the wrong man. Because generally speaking, women aren't randomly attacked. You know, I heard the war room say, if it was the war room, excuse me if it wasn't, he said that, you know, I don't want that to happen to my mother. But let's be completely honest, your 60 or 70 or 80 year old mother is not going to be randomly attacked in public because your mother is not going to be outside at 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night in some random place. So the fact of the matter is that, you know, women have to choose better. They have to vet better. You know, a woman shouldn't, more than likely, a woman shouldn't be out at 11 o'clock at night at a gas station. You know, let you know, because when my mom goes to the gas station, she goes with my father. You know, my father's old now, but, you know, he still goes with her wherever, wherever she goes. Now, can he physically protect her now? Probably not. But it's just the fact that he's there, you know. Whereas back in the day when I was a kid, he was super strong, you know. So... You know what? We keep putting this yeah. on the subjective individual aspect, but when we speak upon it, we speak on it as if they're supposed to be an assumed con context of the communal aspect of it. Y'all notice that everyone has. I'm about to address that too. Personal that's because men don't know their place in this situation, and 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 it, the, the truth is, your your proper place as a man, you protect the women you have leadership over. Period. Exactly. Yeah. Now, truth be told, as a man, if a random woman is getting attacked, and let's be realistic, in the American society, it's not really happening that much. Random women ain't just getting attacked, especially in broad daylight in front of people. Sure, women will get attacked in the middle of the night when they by themselves. That's on them. They have the freedom to be out in the middle of the night and do whatever it is that they want to do. They do have that freedom. Men aren't trying to take that freedom away from them, but at the end of the day, there's a responsibility that goes with protecting yourself if you go out alone, just the same way I got to protect myself if I go out alone. But when it when it comes to men protecting women, we overprotect them. 
no man should care about a, a, a female and a male going through their particular situation. If you see an indication that they are together, that's not your business. That is her leader. She picked him for her reasons. You may not like the fact that she likes violent men, but that really ain't your business. If you don't want her to deal with violent men, then you do that on a private level. If that's your friend, your daughter, your cousin, you talk to them about dealing with violent men in a private situation. That's not when something is going on between them two. That is her leader. As a man, you need to learn to respect that other man's leadership. And if this leadership is going upside her head, that's their business. She has the freedom to be with her man if that's what she want to be. It's not like she goes home to a house where she's breaking in every day. She got a key. She's unlocking the door. She's doing everything she can to be with that man. If that man wants to handle his woman in a violent fashion, that's their business. So be it. That's that's on her. Period. You know what? You know what, Roger? Um, it's a harsh truth for most of us to accept within this community. Um, I think you bring about a great point because she isn't being held hostage. And, you know, even with domestic, uh, the stats actually back up exactly what you're saying. Um, if it's taking her to get her ass beat seven times before she decides to leave or before she uh, goes through with charges or, or whatever, whatever else, um, I don't think that puts the onus on the man, especially um, random men at that point. So I do think you bring about a good point. It's a harsh, it's, it's harsh as shit. Even for me as a woman who, um, haven't, I, I haven't had those type of situations that, um, has occurred on a regular basis. Now I've been in a relationship where it, it did start to get a little, um, hostile and I got my ass out. Um, but I, I think that was a great, great point that you brought about. I'm going to read the super chat and I'm gonna let you finish. Um, shout out to the RX zero. He says, greetings to all. Here are my thoughts. This is the time of equality. Men now have the mindset of it's her problem, not mine. Plus, how many women intervene when a man is being attacked? Um, the RX0, you know damn well we ain't stepping in nothing. I'm probably not going to step in if homegirl going upside your head. I'm probably, you know, I'll probably sit over there and be like, oh, girl, you you shouldn't do that. But I'm going to say that shit from far away. And yeah, you, you're you're absolutely right. The RX zero. So um, shout out to you. And thank you for the super chat. Um, Roger, too. If you think about um, what the RX zero is saying, just really quickly, not only do women not intervene, oftentimes a woman won't say anything until the man defends himself and hits the woman who's attacking him back. We've seen that happen all too often with, with bus situations where women are spitting in a man's face and berating yes. him and no one says anything until that man get up and decides to, you know, um, um, handle her. So that's a good point. But in, in oftentimes, you know, even when it's portrayed in movies, if a man slaps the shit out of a woman and it's like a relationship movie, um, we're all looking at that shit like, oh my god! But then Tyler Perry had a woman yeah. whoop a man's ass out of the bathtub, but ass no naked. One says and we no, not no. We said something. We laughed our ass yeah. off. And, oh yeah, get a girl. That's what yeah, we laughed our ass off. And I, so I, I do that's think that's a, a a good point. Well, I, I think men just need to learn how to respect women, because if, if we learn how to respect women, it would be very different. As a man that knows how to respect women, I know when a man's a sucker, 
a sucker is the guy who allows himself to be taken advantage of or, you know, or just being taken advantage of in period. So if you're in a relationship, and you're being taken advantage of. We know that guy's a sucker. The simp is the guy trying to protect women that he has no vested interest in. This is not his mother. This is not his cousin. This is not anybody that he really has an attachment to. He's just trying to protect her from her own accountability. If she's in a relationship with a violent man, that's on her to be accountable enough to lead that relationship. I don't have to be a simp and go protect this woman from the man she's having sex with. If she is, if she feels he's good enough to have sex with, I don't have no problem with that dude personally, period. So if she like a violent man, I respect her enough to allow her to have her relationship with her violent man. Just because I don't like beating on women don't mean that I should disrespect the fact that she wants a man that's going to beat on her. So that's just yeah, I am. I am. And men need to learn how to respect women. They Some women just want a guy who's going to beat on them. They said they, they got a saying, um, if, if he don't slug her, he don't love her. Respect that woman. If that's what wow. she wants, wow. let her have it. Okay? Now, if you want her to have something different, you talk to your daughter, you talk to your cousin, you talk to your mama, you talk to whoever in your sphere of influence and tell them, I don't think that's the best thing for you. But these, these random people on the street... You let them have their relationship. Now, if a woman was attacked for no reason in front of me, I would actually do something about it. And I don't mind doing that. But now if she starts the situation and she started talking crazy to some dude, she started disrespecting some dude and dude slap or whatever case is, that ain't none of my business. She started a fight that she couldn't win. I just think that's a dumb decision. But ain't no reason for me to get involved just because she's stupid. I would tell her, you know, you might want to stop talking to guy, that guy before he does something to you. But respect people. Respect but, the way you uh, want to be But you know what? Oh, um, who, who's with that mic? What is that? Because Lord. Um, Naima has a good point, and she said something in the chat, and I thought it was an interesting point, is that this is just not about relationships. Um, another thing that we see a lot of is like the actual harassment, like the guy following the woman home, and she doesn't know him. Um, what do you men think about that? And then we do need to get some, some other people in. I'm going to start with Kuda because Kuda hasn't had a chance to speak. Um, I'm read the super chat first and then Kuda, I'll get you in. Shout out to Mr. Z. Um, he says, tell Roger and Rogish to stop stealing all my talking points. This is a travesty. I'm going to sue for intellectual property. Thank you so much for that, Mr. Z. Um, I'm suing. Kuda, what are your Great thoughts? Nice like. What's going on? Can y'all hear me? Hey, Kuda. How you doing? Good. What's How are you? On? We What's haven't seen on, you in forever. Please, cool. Yeah, I've been minding my business, man. <laughs> What's going on? How y'all doing? Doing good. What's good? All right. So I got a couple of things to break down, and this is stuff that I've been talking about. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, black women, you know, y'all have to speak up. You know what I'm saying? Um, what you know, we never really had the conversation especially what happens when protection is abused. You know what I'm saying? You know, there's a, there's a such thing as uh, you know, protection abuse, you know, um, especially black men, they're realizing that they are disposable. You know what I'm saying? If you've ever protected a woman before, you literally got to realize that a lot of it deals with you protecting her from herself. You know, when women tell you certain things or they put right. certain things on the table, they use omission. And what I mean by omission is that they leave a lot of details out. Had you had known certain details while you're in this mode that you have to protect, you wouldn't end up either dead or in jail, you know, for someone that you don't even know. 
you know, and um, I do agree with black women arming themselves, but a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of women arming themselves is going to come with a lot of baby daddies getting killed and men just black men just turning up dead, you know. You know, uh, y'all got to understand when you, you you need to think before you jump into a man's face. You know, if you on level eight and he on level 20 or he could take it to level 20, you had no business jumping in that man's face. You know, and black men got to stop negotiating their manhoods on the on, on, on these, uh, you know, on these airways, you know, respect and protection. If you jump into a man's face, anything is liable to happen to you. If you, you know, like I literally have to train brothers how not to get robbed during dating brothers get set up all kinds of shit happens you know what i'm saying right now on youtube we got a bunch of black women openly talking about genocide against black men you know what i'm Thank saying you. so black men are black men are sitting up here like okay all right we listening you know what i'm saying you know you uh, you know you can't you can't protect somebody that has open disrespect for you you got to be able to accept instructions you know what i'm saying how are you guys going to be able to accept instruct how are you guys going to accept protection if you can't accept instructions? Instructions comes with, look, I'm at work. Don't do that while I'm gone. And then you go and do that while he's gone. And then like, well, you don't protect me. I told you I'm gone not to do that. And you turn around and do that. Mm. So, you know, you know, it, before we even have this conversation, we need to talk about the abuse of the protection that you're, you guys are supposed to be receiving. What type of protection do you guys want? Why are you putting yourselves in positions where you have to, where you have to, where you, where you have to send a black man either to uh, jail, or 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 the grave, and then next minute he catch you with the same guy that he he whooped ass. Next week you right back with him. It ain't got nothing to do with him. You know what I'm saying? You talking about protection, but you got a group of women out here that's openly and getting hella support openly talking about killing is specifically black male babies yep openly and oh. protecting women that's another thing women don't give a fuck about women like that unless you know each other or you guys are all related to each other y'all don't give a damn about each other like that well, not to protect each other if another woman is getting when fucked something up. tragic happens when yeah something like tragic it, like happens, like if another woman like, is oh. getting fucked up where's another woman jumping in with a gun or something like that to protect y'all. And other women like, look, I got my own kids and other shit to worry about. That's so true. That's so true. Um, you know, you got a, some really, really solid points, cool. Some really, really solid points. Um, a shout out yeah, to Sir Sir Ism up in this thing. He says, salute from the Macosphere. Check. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ism. And shout out to Casual Observer. He said, Black women's sons need protection, poverty, illiteracy, etc. Mm -hmm. um, child, I should have super chatted uh -oh. you for that comment. Thank you, because that's that's absolutely true. Um, Can I make one, uh, one small sentence real quick? Um, we we got to stop saying this. Black men are disposable. That only that's only true if all black men are willing to be simps and suckers. The women around me know I'm not disposable because I'm gonna do stuff for them that other people ain't. You're only disposable if you keep volunteering to deal with BS. If you let these women have their violent lives, you won't be so disposable in their ass. Every man who wants to beat on them that they having sex with, to me he's fine and dandy. I see no problem whatsoever. I refuse. To recognize violence in relationships, absolutely refuse to do it. Okay. Um, Giada Q has 
What the hell is that noise? Um, Roger, that's you. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. You're the only one that was on mute. Um, chaotic truth. What were uh, you said you had a question? Yeah, I do. Before I leave, and thank you again for having me on the panel, I have a question for you. And this, this is probably real controversial, but I wanted particularly you and C. Rose to answer this. Um, now, mind you, I don't have any stats, but the question I have is why is why is it that conservative women are less likely to be abused than liberal women? Um, because conservative women don't carry a sort of attitude um, that liberal women have been taught that's okay. Um, conservative women have been taught that um, you being loud in, the, in somebody's face, that shit is not okay. Mm. Conservative women have been taught a certain way um, versus liberal women um, have been kind of taught you can do whatever you want. Um, you can get away with it. You should have a voice. You should be able to be loud. You should be able to have this attitude. We understand that you're oppressed. We understand that um, your feelings were hurt. Um, we understand that you should be able to express yourself a certain way. And allowances have been made for um, a certain type of woman for far too long. So I, that that's what that's my opinion. And it's my my opinion of of that. I think I think Danny has a good point. I would just add on to that that in addition to the attitude, it's the way we move in society. As a conservative woman, it's less likely that I'm going to be out late. If I am out, you know, at late, uh, my fiance knows exactly where I am. I call him or text him when I get there. I call him when I'm on my way home. Um, I ensure that I because I know um, how how because of the um, habits that he's kind of instilled in me i am sure that i'm protecting myself be, uh, out of protection for him i don't want him to ever have to be in a situation where he has to come to my defense and it results in someone's life being taken so because of that literally i never go to an atm late at night i do not stop and get uh, gas at night um if i have to stop if something like and there's an emergency situation i'm ensuring that i'm stopping in well-lit areas when my car tells me that my i need air in my tires i'm making sure that i do it before nightfall so the way that we move about is completely different Although it's not a lack of freedom, oftentimes it's that's the way in which we um, protect those who we love. We don't want them to be in situations where they have to come to our defense because we know how ugly that could get. So as a result, we're just very careful in how we move throughout this world. Mm. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me on the panel, Sister George. Thank you for joining thank us. You I so enjoyed your coming. commentary. Yep. Good hey, um, so can, can I? Can I respond to something real quick? I'd like to respond sure. to something that Roger just said. Okay, I think Roger is conflating two different conversations here. He's talking about intervening in a conversation between a husband and a wife or two, a man and a woman who's in a relationship versus, um, I think, just the general context of seeing someone being accosted by someone that they don't know. Okay woman being accosted by that they don't know. I can agree with what he said as far as getting in between a husband and wife scenario unless there's a situation where there's getting ready to be some real serious damage done. You should call the police. You might not necessarily get physically involved, but I think you should call the authorities. That's the right thing to do. Again, I would want someone to do that for my mom. 
My dad is not always with my mother with my mother, and they've been married for 55 years. She goes to the store by herself. There are incidents where you got these young uh generation out here who's taking advantage of the old, they're taking purses, they're 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 taking cars, they're doing all kinds of shit to some of the elderly people out here. So in that instance, I would hold that let me let me finish. Let me finish. I'm gonna give it to you. Let me finish, brother. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with what you said. If you listen to me, I agree with what you said. I just have certain parameters. If my mom is out at Walmart and some dude is trying to carjack her or take her purse, then I would hope that some man would say, hey, man, leave that lady alone. I would hope that that would happen. If my daughter, who's on a college campus, is walking back from class, going to her dorm, and some dude is trying to snatch her off the block, I would hope that some young man would say, hey, man, leave that girl alone. I would hope that that would happen. Okay, General, General, I didn't conflate two different issues. I said... If a per- if people are together, it's not my business. Period. If they husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, I ain't doing squat. I well, we're not talking boy, about that. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Let him respond. Listen, listen. Yeah, brother, you just didn't hear me, brother. It's all good. Okay. I said if a woman who did not know a man, if, if the man attacked a random woman, I would do something about that. That's what I said. I don't mind helping a woman that's okay. randomly attacked. It okay, we good. Okay, um, let me read this. Okay, we good. We good. We on the. No, can oh. you hear me, General? Roger, you and I are on the same page. I don't know if you. Can yeah, hear I can. Yeah, that's a little bit of a okay. delay. I'm. Okay. Um, shout out to Sun is Hot Ra. He says, I agree with Kuda. How are you going to protect a group who wants you dead? You're indirectly protecting your own genocide holocaust, which is insane. Um, I don't. That's this, a small... is, this is this is and, and that's exactly what, what I'm about to address. When you hear a certain sector of black women saying that they that you should abort black babies, this, that and the third. Um, I think that is a small group of women, um, because the same things could be said on the side of the mental sphere. Now, I don't ever hear you guys say, no, that's a lie. Um, black men want us to be accountable for our choices. And when you are accountable for those choices, those choices, um, if you're accountable for that, then whatever comes along with the choice you made is what comes along with that. So I'm not going to say that black men on this side actually preach that, but you know, I think black men want the best for themselves and are starting to look out for themselves more so now. But when black women, um, you do have black women who, who do want y'all out. They, they do. Yeah. But they're, but they're the extreme. Yeah. And they are the extreme. And so I don't want black men to relegate, all black women to that group. And when you have women like Concrete and myself who have this platform, um, we don't preach that. We don't condone that shit. You know, so don't, you know, don't relegate that to all black women um, because that's not all of us. So that's my point. When it when it comes to to the whole protection thing, again, we, we get right back to the community thing. So my question is to the panel, when do y'all think that that community sentiment of protection started being lost or, or, or do you think it's worth even actually putting for the effort to preserve because it seemed like everybody wants the shit there 
as opposed to the whole to each his own thing what everybody like to purport hey how you doing guys i actually i want to address that i want to address that uh, well, I, can I address that question? I have a question that might go along with that, actually. Go ahead. So, in 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 that regard, what's the price that women should pay for this yep, unconditional protection? Also, more specifically, what is each individual woman supposed to pay for this group protection? Um, just like Roger was saying about having interpersonal relationships and being careful in those interpersonal relationships, we do have an obligation to protect ourselves when we're, when we enter into interpersonal relationships. Um, the whole thing is, and I think every man on the panel has said that, um, they probably would step in if it, if it looked like a stranger um, attacking a black woman. And mm -hmm. I think we do need to give y'all credit because mo the majority of you said, you know, if it was a stranger attacking a black woman, then yeah. Um, most of you said, yeah, we should step in. But when it comes down to interpersonal relationships, that woman is uh, her obligation for her protection is to herself first, um, before anybody can step in, there's nothing mm -hmm. you can do. If I keep going back to somebody that's beating my ass, there's not really anything you can do about that type of protection. Um, but outside of interpersonal relationships, yeah, I think um, there should there is a certain obligation there. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't hear an answer. So, what should the price be? What? What? Well, this is the answer. What was this question? The, the answer. The answer is this. <laughs> Um, you protect men are supposed to be uh, uh, providers and protectors. Everyone seems to understand that you do it for the women that's under your leadership. If she is not under your leadership, she is not your concern. So just like when they brought the extreme women, well, you know, kill. I know the, the thing is really kill black sons in the womb. Those women ain't under our protection. Yep. Why? Because they're yeah. not under our leadership. So that we're not even right, concerned. Girl. That's that. See, when men take on that attitude. You, you get you get what needs to be done to actually happen. I am not concerned about the women that's not under my leadership. And if you are uh, under the leadership of another man, I respect your right to lead your woman however you see fit, even if that includes going upside her head. Should that's I repeat opinion. the question? Because that's still not the that's not an answer to the question that I asked. All right, I got I got an answer. Hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 I would like him to re-ask the question. Could you please restate the question? Sure. So it was it was two parts as far as clarification one what should the price be what should the price be for women to pay for this unconditional protection what do you two, mean unconditional protection well if this i wait a minute wait a minute let me finish example, my okay uh, the example you just gave is interpersonal well if we're out in public and i don't know you from adam we don't have an interpersonal relationship and what the gentleman was just talking about means basically i should ignore you if i don't know you but that's not women, what women are asking for. This they're, asking is the for thing. Group, they're asking for group protection, this group is insurance. This is I the pay thing. A little in you you keep talking. Let me, let me respond. Well, this is the thing. Because you, we're, we, we talked about interpersonal protection. True. I actually agree with men when they say if a woman is in a relationship, and, and I, we've talked about the domestic violence, that's actually back men up when they say women go back to these relationships. Mm -hmm. These relationships, the stats actually back that up. But if it comes down to you seeing a stranger attack a stranger, if you're able to pinpoint that um, as society, 
you have a mother, you have a sister, you have somebody, hopefully you have a woman that you care about that you would want somebody to protect her if she's in a similar situation. Understood. Um, say again? I said understood, but my okay. that still boils down to what's the price to pay price for that group uh, protection? I know, I know the answer, but I was hoping... Hold on, I got that. I got it. Yeah. Go ahead, Kuda, and then I would like to answer the question. Sure. A lot of a lot of dudes get on me when I said that you have to have a mouthpiece and be tactful. Man, we have to be tactful. Where without even, I mean, it's it's a form of communication. We got to show women exactly what we're protecting them from, and a lot of times, ladies, that that involves you being understanding and aware of your own nature to understand exactly and accept and be like, okay, all right, I see what's going on. What a man is actually protecting you from, because it's not even just physically. A lot of times there's a mental side of protection that we're not talking about. A lot of women that I've dealt with and been with, I literally like had to save them from themselves. You know what I'm saying? That's a form of protection. See, I'm, I'm, see, I'm, I'm very tactful. I'm very tactful with what I'm, with what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, I'm I'm very preemptive. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of times, protection is starting some shit. It's stopping some shit before it starts, mm-hmm. before it even happens. Not even creating the breeding grounds for me to have to protect you from a certain situation. Mm-hmm. And that requires communication and teamwork. You know what I'm saying? If my wife knows that, okay, she needs to dress, you know, uh, you know, moderate, but you know, I mean, if she wants to feel sexy or whatever and go out, cool. But not sexy to a point where a whole bunch of people are hollering at her and she has to she has to use her mace or or whatever the fuck she got on her what i'm saying what i'm saying is this and and it's not even that that's just an example it's not even just that you you i, I mean I, I i'm not gonna lie ladies when when dudes do things for you more than three times you guys think it's automatic mm. and as a man i gotta know that y'all think it's automatic yo he he bought me flowers every time he he uh came to see me. So every time he sees me, I expect him to buy flowers. Or or I expect flowers to be somewhere in the equation. The thing is, is this, you know, protection, it, it goes way more than that. Like, like, especially when you gotta put your life on the line mm-hmm. for some dumb shit. For some stupid shit. I I wanna answer the question. I I do think that we are well beyond a community where communal a pro, communal protection would be afforded and that you know undying protection um it, like i think that we're well beyond that because i don't think that um I think that the not only just the infighting between black men and black women, but I don't think that black women respect black men um, in a way in which they should for, you know, someone that you want to put their life on the line for you, for someone that you are expecting to essentially uh, weaponize their masculinity at your whim. Um, We don't have the type of community where that should be afforded. Um, I think that we're beyond that. Black women, I've tried having even conversations with black women regarding the state that we're in. And Kuda just gave an example of explaining, uh, you know, how his wife, 
you know, would dress more modest. Um, me personally, I dress more modest when I'm going out. If I want to wear something sexy, I really wait to do that when I'm with my man. Like, and that's just be my personal choice. But liberal women will say that you're telling them how to dress. They are not going to listen to that instruction that would keep them safe, that would keep them from, uh, you know, being prey, that would keep them from being harmed, being assaulted. They literally will tell you you're taking away their freedoms by you and instructing them that they should move a certain type of way to avoid uh, someone preying upon them. I just think that we're well beyond that. I don't ever think that we'll get back to that in my lifetime um, because, you know, uh, that we, we just come too far. I, I must respectfully disagree and just say mm -hmm. that the, the, the answer to this question is submission. Women have to submit. If I'm going to protect a stranger, if whatever your situation is, and I see your situation, as soon as I step in, you must start following my instructions immediately. If the woman's not going to do that, she's communicating to me. She wants to make her own choices and she wants to handle the situation herself. And I, I then let her proceed. Now, if she dies, there's nothing for me to care about. If she gets well, I don't know line, that you're disagreeing then. I, I, I agree with that. I just don't feel like most women will get in line. No, no the, the, the thing is, if is that we do what we're supposed to do as men, the men who refuse to accept what, what, what we're trying to give them, you just let them have their situation and however it turns out, it turns out. Some of them are die off. Some of them going to get beat. Some of them going to be sexually assaulted. Some of them going to have a lot of bad stuff happen to them. And we as men just need to be comfortable with it. Not only that, some mothers and grandmothers will be victims. Some children, some girls will be right. victims. But you and Concrete Rose aren't in disagreement, Roger. No, no, no. What I, I'm trying to play well, off. Hold on, hold on. Well, hold on, hold on. If we snapped our finger and tomorrow all black women in the, in, the, in the, all black women started being submissive, right? According to what y'all saying, that that's the solution. The black women be submissive, up. and then the, the trade-off is for black women's submission. Hold, hold on. on. Yeah. The trade-off for black women's submission is that protection. That's what we're saying. If we snapped our fingers, and tomorrow all black women start being submissive. I don't think you'd see a change in what we're saying black no, men's behavior that's, that's is, what my point is because that's the social contract hold on the social Sorry. contract has already been broken and that's what concrete rose is saying i think i agree with you concrete rose i think we're well beyond that point there is oh, to I me agree with her as well i don't my, my view is we don't have a, a black community we have a black we have masses of black mm -hmm. people living in geographic areas we don't have a community community is common unity we're not living in common unity. Mm -hmm. And so that okay. social contract has been broken. The brother uh, RB, RB up there, your initial question was, when did it start to fall apart? And I think really is when in the 1960s, we saw black women choose government handouts over their men. That was the beginning of the end of any semblance of a black community. And uh in my view. So, so basically when they selected other rule besides ours. <laughs> what, what, what is hold on. One at a time, guys. One at a time, please. I'm we can't hear when everybody's speaking um, at one time. The thing is, the thing is, is that, and, and this is why, like, um, like a whole bunch of niggas are so goddamn delusional about this shit, because they don't really understand protection. They never truly protected anything. You have behavior before protection, and you have behavior after protection. You know, you got like, like you guys got to really talk about the real shit. Some people act a fucking fool to get protection. Some people act a fucking fool after they receive protection because that protection is there. Mm. You understand? You have a great 
point here. Um, if you're not talking, please mute up because we hear everything y'all got going on in the background. Um, shout out to Casual Observer. He says, is it some Black women? Um, look at the mate choice and child rearing. Um, Casual Observer, I think you made that point before. I think that's a good point, though. Um, but Kuda, you bring up a good point. And I, I wanted to say this. I was thinking about like when a woman comes from a certain background, let's just say, and I'm not saying that women are guilty or all women are guilty of this, but I've seen it. I've seen it in some instances when a mm. woman knows that she has a background of protection, she does tend to be a bit bolder because she knows somebody will actually. Facts. Come yes. Safety, Facts. Yeah, safety net. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I think like, you bring about a really good point. Y'all like, know right Mr. Z exists, like, right? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get in. Yeah. Um, Mr. Z, <laughs> let me say something really quick, Mr. Z. And then uh, I just want to piggyback on what Danny said. Um, I grew up with four older brothers who are much larger than me. Um, and they're not fat. I'm talking about solid big guys. And I lived in a small, like I moved from um, Milwaukee to a small community. And everybody there knew my brothers. And I assure you, I walked around like I was untouchable. When you know that you have that um, that protection, you do. You're very bold. You're very brazen. And I was a kid, but you know, you, I, I didn't. I don't feel like I abused it, but I definitely teetered that line where it was like, you ain't gonna touch me because I could call my brother in in an instant. You know what I mean? So I do think you have bring about a very interesting point. But when we talk about black women of today, black women are used to being able to weaponize the police so you still feel like you're untouchable because you feel like you can weaponize the police. protection yeah yes exactly like like uh, for example I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you how i step on niggas like 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 jerome you right mean now. like how you're doing Jack. to me right now he talking <laughs> yeah he we talking, gotta get mr z he's talking he's talking shit right now them sisters that he quote unquote think he's protecting about to turn on him and he don't even see but wait 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 you know what we don't want to step off into that because that ain't got nothing to do with us yeah i'm about to step on this man so i got you let's get mr z y'all about to see how far protection gonna go uh oh kuda he's been trying to get in for a minute and he's been patiently waiting so let's hear what he got to say on the topic what's up mr z what's going on y'all so i'm gonna do the simplest thing ever um and read the definition of protection I don't know if y'all did it before I got in, but um, let me do that before I get off into what I'm trying to say. Protection, a person or thing that prevents someone or something from suffering harm or injury. Protection is a preventative measure, duh, right? And even the synonyms for protection, defense, shielding, shelter, that's all preventative. That's all things you do before the fact. Right now, let me tell y'all what y'all really talking about. Vengeance, punishment inflicted or retribution exacted mm. for an injury or wrong. That's what everybody here was really talking about. Let's be very clear. Somebody said um, 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 a safety net, and that's really what sisters are looking for. They want to go out here and freestyle and do whatever they want to do. And then when the shit come to bear, that's when niggas are supposed to jump, hop, skip, like the, the sister that was um, dating the football player, the white football player that then knocked, knocked the head loose, right? When sisters were addressing that situation that had nothing to do with any black man, there wasn't a black man 80 million miles near that girl when that happened, right? What, how they, were they speaking? They were speaking like black men were supposed to be superheroes, break through the roof and the ceiling and stop his fist midair. No, 
you got into that relationship with, with Buddy Rowe, he knocked your head clean off your shoulders, and that's the way it is. So I agree with Raj. Vengeance and protection are two different things. We live in a very hyper-individualistic society, especially in the black community. Many of us do lip service to this word community because we don't actually want to pay the cost for what it means to have a communal mindset. That's what the other brother was speaking to. There's a cost to this, right? There's a cost to how you're going to speak to me, a random black dude that you don't know. There's going to be a cost to 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 this, right? You can't approach me like you are a, a, a upper middle class exactly. white woman looking down on me. You see what I'm, what, what I'm saying? So because you never know when things could go left, if, if you and that white dude get in an altercation right now, then you're going to be looking at me to do something about it. But you just was looking at me crazy a minute ago. There's a cost to this. There's a societal cost. There's an individual cost. And that's even to people that you may not be interested in. People that's not part of your air quotes class, right, in the black community. Mm. There's a lot of black people doing this whole in hyper individual shit. And when the shit hit the fan, now we want to claim community and where the where black men at and black men are not protecting. Um, I'll remind y'all of the notorious swirler, the swirler queen herself, when the white boy, when she invited the white boy into her show and he started oh, showing his ass and that. going at sisters. You remember oh, that? Mm. She 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 specifically said, Where were black men to protect us? Mm-hmm, First. Yeah. That, she that's specific. A she great, didn't... great point. Mm. Um, but I do know one thing, and I'm going to let you finish. Okay, okay. If y'all don't get our damn like button up, get them damn likes up because I had to get out of the bed this morning to come hang with y'all. Get our likes up, please. Oh, my God. Um, Mama, they came out. Y'all know they removed the dislikes. They probably hitting the dislikes since they removed. (laughs) But let me let Mr. Z Can I respond to that? Wait, 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 brother. And then we'll get you in, General. Go ahead. And so the... Understand, she is notorious swirler queen, right? At the time, she's still married to her white husband, right? But she didn't say where were the men at. But there's other non-black men that what that that follow her program, right? She said, where were the black men? Black men were not here to defend, protect. First of all, you invited Buddy Rowe to your show. You thought he was gonna throw us under the bus, and he didn't. He flipped around and said, how easy it is to pull y'all, even an upper middle class sister that had no business messing with him. He's saying she's in a relationship and he's piping on the side. You see what I'm saying? So when we talk about this protection thing, right? When we talk about preventative measures, that means that like the brother was saying earlier, maybe you listen when, a, when somebody says, hey, I think that, sh- that skirt's a little too short. I'm not saying you shouldn't wear it. In a utopian world, you should be wearing it. You should be able to go out naked and nobody bother you, but you don't live in that world. So maybe you, you, might, you might wanna wear something else. But if you suck your teeth at him and, and walk out and now something happened to you, he's not protecting you at that point when he does something. Now he's, he, now he's delegating retribution. Now this is about vengeance because the protection was the thing you ignored before he told you don't go out the house looking like that. Right? So we have to be very careful with this. And I'll end with this. We live in a very hyper-individualistic society. And all the things we see going on right now is what come with everybody being on some hyper individual shit, including women, right? You could try to terraform the environment as much as you want. There are still gonna be wayward men, a handful, because really men in general ain't really trying to go out here and risk their life just to just to do whatever they sexually to a woman or or physically um um hurt a woman or anything like that. That's not a man thing, especially in the Western world. That's not a thing men do generally speaking. But it's still going to happen every once in a blue, right? And what 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 comes with that 
is retribution. We live in an individualistic society. It's gonna happen every once in a while. We need to be careful how we use this word protection. And we need to be very honest with black women in particular that what you're asking for is a safety net of retribution and vengeance because you wanted to do what you wanted to do anyway. And you didn't listen. You didn't listen to your own morality, if you have it. You didn't listen to any of your elders. You didn't listen to any of the men in your life, if they have their head on their shoulder. You did what you wanted to do. And now you want men, black men in particular, to to pay that person back for whatever they did to you, if they even did something to you. And I'll pause right there. Can I comment on that real well, quick? Well, General wanted to respond first and then we'll get you in, Kuda. General, what okay. are your thoughts? Okay, so again, here, there, I'm hearing some a little bit of conflation in this debate or in this discussion. I think it's getting confused, okay? Uh, brother, you have a mother, correct? Yes, yes, yes. What's the brother? You have a sister, correct? Yes, two. Okay. Your sister is off at college. She's coming back from she class. Really is. <laughs> some some Negro, some Negro who doesn't go to that school, who's just there to hang out for the pretty girls. Your sister mm -hmm. is minding her business. She walked past the nigga says, Hey Ma, let me get your number. She says, No, thank you. I'm fine. He grabs her arm. And says, no, bitch, you're going to let me get your damn number. Wouldn't you want some guy to say, hey, man, that's just ain't bothering you. Let her go, man. Would you not want that? Yes, brother. But what you're describing, what you're describing okay. is similar to what happened real quick to, to the sister in Texas. Wait, 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 wait. What a white dude um punched her out at nighttime. They got into a little traffic incident. And the white dude knocked her phone right. out her hand. He had a and gun the in niggas, the other hand. And, 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 the niggas, and they recorded. And they right. and they made they recorded and they made sure they, they did okay, say something to him, but he ignored them. That's honestly in the 21st brother, century, I, get, I mean brother. Go ahead. Brother, I understand what you're saying. But what mm -hmm. I'm saying is, and that see, that's not a measure of pre that that's a measure of preventing, not a measure of retribution. That's someone trying to prevent your sister from being accosted. That's mm -hmm. what that is. Or being harmed. Mm -hmm. That's that's a part of preventing him trying to step up and prevent something very terrible happening to your sister or to a girl that you know in the neighborhood, for example. That's what that is. It's it's two different you arguments. You get back if to you the value your of sister, the person. Then you get right back to the value right. Of if the you person. tell your how how, how the value how of the person supposed to value his sister. Mm -hmm. right, that's sister? why I say you you would hope that you would hope that as a good faith in good faith i'm a good faith person if i was out and i saw your mother come out of walmart and some nigga was wrestling her purse away from her i would go over there and say hey man let that woman purse go what the hell wrong with you i would do that hey Dad, I can i respond to that right but how do you get that to become a community sentiment Right. I, wait, we, we haven't gotten to that part of the discussion yet. We yes, we have. To get there, we have. We actually have. Hold on, guys. Okay, so to, to clarify, so, I will. So, so to get there, so to get there, we have to go back to what I consider old school values in order to get back to that particular point. We have to get women to respect themselves more, first off. And then secondly, you have to give a man something to respect in order to, for him to to want to take something. But a woman, you respect your car, so you don't want anybody. You respect. 
You're speaking of a lot of personal journeys. You're speaking of people conquering a lot of personal journeys in order for the community to be able to benefit off of that, as opposed to that which influences well, we, the community as a whole, fam. I think I can help with this. I, I think I can help with this. I, I, okay, truth teller, we're gonna we're I'm gonna let you comment quickly, and then we yeah. gotta get Kuda in here and read the super chat. As well. Oh yeah, please. Okay, I like what Kuda has right. to say. But, um, General, we've we've chatted on on a panel similar to this before. My background is I'm a I am a project manager. My job is to assess what the problem is, understand what the need is, understand what the wants are, and build a solution to meet my client's needs. What my question was earlier is pertaining to the need. There's a cost for the effort men have to put in to protect women. My question was to understand what the cost was. And I got that. The next part of that assessment is, now that we understand what the cost is, the fact that women have not been paying it for so long, What's the interest on that cost? What you just described is essentially an insurance plan, an insurance premium. We've all paid insurance of some form, health, mortgage, uh, home, automobile, whatever. Your insurance only pays you out because everybody else is paying their policy to the insurance company. What I'm trying to clarify is what's the cost now? We need a solution. I understand everybody wants to talk about interpersonal. Yeah, but insurance is full of shit. No, no, no. no the thing yeah, is, that's it, not it, the point. The, the point is, no, 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 we have to go yeah. one at a time. Yeah. You have to you pay in. Insurance is full of shit. Wait a minute. To, in to get for the insurance company, black men to get their benefit for providing the service. Insurance is full of shit. There's no guarantee. Hold on. Danny was trying to speak, and then we're going to let Kuda get in here because we're just going round and round regarding Right. Truth teller, you keep asking. Wait a minute. Truth teller, you keep asking what's the insurance or this, that, and the third. No, what's the cost? The cost. Okay, you keep asking what the cost is. and What's the cost of the service? Yeah, I heard your question the first time. Can you hear me? I'm about to say it. It seems like you guys are messing it up. Danny, hold on. Just take a deep breath. Let her speak, Truth Teller. Every time she opens her mouth, you're talking. She's trying to get it out. Let her speak, Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My apologies. Who's that? Because he's about to trigger me. You keep asking for for an answer to be quantified when there we don't know the cost there you talk about submission and um submission overall we're beyond that you know we're beyond that i understand but there's a cost to come back from that yeah so what what i'm saying to you is Uh if you're saying that it's a cost to come back from that that's going to be up to you individually right actually no. no no It's actually it's up to the person who's willing to pay. How much are you willing to pay? And and so if it's so you but you are the person who determines what no person has to pay. That's what you're not understanding. The value of something is determined by the how much a person's willing to pay. Yes, and so if a person's not willing to pay and you don't accept the price, then everybody has to come to that's why the services cannot be rendered. Exactly. So what's the but you guys want the services to be rendered? So my question is wait a minute, we ain't no motherfucking robot. How y'all talking about 
Oh my God. Let her speak. Let me let her speak. Let me let you speak. Yeah, Kuda, I'm sorry. You go ahead. No, no, Kuda can't go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, thank you. Um the whole problem is you're asking um something for everybody. What's the cost of this? What's the cost? What's the cost? What's the cost? I'm telling you, we're beyond that. Now, where do we go from here? If we're beyond that, everybody's obligated, or if you don't feel like you're obligated to protect the women under your direct leadership, that's the cost. You can protect the women under your direct leadership. You could choose not to protect them. But that's not it, practical. Yeah, but it's what's reality. No, it's um, not. It can't be reality yeah. if it's not practical. Hold on, let me... You guys yeah. know, so it actually can be reality. Your shame is not practical, but oh, it actually Lord. can be reality. If 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 women are saying that they're not being protected and they're making certain choices and they don't have anybody to protect True. them, then a lot of right. things are on them. Then a lot of things are going to be like if you see a random woman out in the street and you don't choose to protect her if she's being attacked, where you know that she's being followed or this, that, and the third, right. and you don't choose to protect her, that's going to be on you. Nobody's making it's the reality that we live in today. Right. That's what she's saying. Right. Hold on, brother. Hold on. Uh, let Kuda speak. Let Kuda speak. Let nigga don't let nobody get to the period. Listen, God damn. Answer after Kuda speaks. Listen, nothing, look, insurance is not a guarantee. Nothing and something has one thing in common. That's anything. You understand? Anything can happen. It could be a woman that you don't know, and the guy will protect her to the fullest extent. Like she paid somebody three hundred thousand dollars to protect her. All right. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is 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 this. Like it's is what's going on is really the micro and the macro. Okay. Ladies, y'all are in the position where y'all are poking and poking and poking. Like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Protect me, protect me. What are you gonna do? What if I do this? What if I do that? What if I do this? What if I do that? Y'all want y'all want to see what extent people are gonna go to pro to protect you, and it's like. Okay, you can't keep getting yourself in positions like this. And when some shit go down, you expect random people to just say, yo, fuck my wife, fuck my kids, fuck whatever I got going on. Let me protect some random woman that ain't got shit going on. But just playing around or, or doing something or might actually be in trouble. That's not an insurance plan. You're not guaranteed to be protected. You, right. You're negotiating something that's not negotiated. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, it's a man's, and, and dudes have these little feminine ass talking points. Oh, it's a man's job to protect and provide. Yeah, but it's his job to protect himself first. A lot mm -hmm. of y'all are lucky that men aren't selfish. Because before a woman thinks about protecting anything, she's like, well, what about me? Niggas are givers to the point where they don't even think about what about me? Mm. Men don't live until they start being selfish. We don't understand ourselves, lives, how to get women, Mid-life crisis. Until we start being selfish. Yep. Well, well you know. You and know men I'm... have learned, and black men have learned this the the hard fucking way. I gotta sit up there and be like, brother, you 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 know what? You you matter. Stop spending. Stop tricking your money off on bitches. Reflect. Shine on yourself. Spend that shit on yourself. Ain't no woman about to follow no nigga that don't give a damn about himself. So perhaps when the answer is the answer is question. This is the thing. He's he's a little uncomfortable with the answer himself. That's what I'm picking up from the situation. The the answer to his question was going to cost. It's gonna cost blood. 
and it's gonna cause injuries. It's gonna cause cooperation. No, dudes oh, don't, hold on, hold on, hold on. Dudes don't wait, require much. Let them, let them. Hold cool. on, Because this, it, it is gonna cause. It's gonna cause blood, and it's gonna cause death, and it's gonna cause injuries, and it's gonna be on women's part. You're, you're not going to get protected until men see that you submit to them. That's what the, the real answer is. What's it going to cost? It ain't going to cost us squat as men except what we want to give up. And every man has a choice. Does he want to step in? Does he not want to step in? Now, if something happens to me and I see a man is attacking a woman that he clearly doesn't know, sure, I'll step in. That's my cause. I get to make a decision if I want to do this or not. If you're attacking somebody, I definitely know. He definitely, I'm definitely going to step in. But at the end of the day, if it's a woman that I don't know and I step in and she doesn't respond the exact way I need her to respond, she's she she going she gonna have to finish that situation herself. Because I don't know what's going on between them two. And they might be together and I don't know it. So if I step in, I say the woman back up or get behind me or whatever the case is, whatever's happening, as soon as she stops submitting, I stop protecting. I walk off. My bad. I didn't know y'all was together. You got it, player. And I'm gone. Now, he can kill her to that point if that's what he want to do. Not saying I wish for that to happen. It's just not my concern. So it is going to cause blood, death, and injury. When men see that you're under that you're under our submission, you will get what you want. Until you do it, you're not going to have it. That's just read, it. Yeah, we got to read the super chats and we're going to move forward to, to closing comments. Shout out to Sun is Hot Raw. He says the problem with holding someone accountable is they have to care about how their actions affect others. Some black women simply don't care how their actions mm. affect others. With that, you can't hold them accountable if mm -hmm. they don't care. Um, Sun is Hot Raw, I think that's a good point. I think that's a great point. Um, we're going to start with closing statements. Um, first, we'll start off with Truth Teller because we gotta get your ass up out of here. Come on, Truth Teller. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the last brother that spoke, thank you for clarifying. I wasn't afraid to say it. It's just if I said what you described up front, nobody would listen to me. Um, I think you're I in the wrong space. We listen over here. Uh, I, I have a. a, a I have a, a preference to pulling out the truth with questions. So thank you for, for, for making this statement. Um, honestly, that's why I kept pushing on costs. Our women are going to have to pay a very high cost. And I don't mean a cost necessarily directly to us. It might be a cost for us, meaning just like he described, blood. Hopefully not. I have a daughter, I have a wife, I have multiple sisters, my mother is still alive, my grandmothers are still alive. I have women in my life that I want to protect and I want my community to protect as well. But I understand that the premium hasn't been paid on that policy for some time. And for, that expect, for me to have that expectation is foolish. But what I want everybody to understand is if we ever get our act together and decide, you know what, we need to come together, we need to understand what the cost to do that is. And that's why I brought up those questions. But thank you, everybody. I enjoyed this conversation. Appreciate it. Thank you, Truth Teller. You were, I enjoyed your contribution. I actually liked the questions that you posed, but brother, you refused to accept any answer that was given. But uh, I appreciated your contribution to the conversation. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Truth Teller. 
the general, what are your final comments? Listen, man, um, at the end of the day, this conversation, we're not going to, no, I don't think that when you get large groups of black people together, men and women, have the discussion, we're not going to see it. Um, we're just not going to see eye, eye on it. So it's up to the individual. This is where I am with it. Like the other brother kept saying, we're talking about a collective, which is the group, the community versus the, uh, the non-collective, which is the individual. So it's up to you. <laughs> if you feel like there's a sister out there that's being attacked and she may need your assistance and you fail to do so and she loses her life or something God awful happens, karma has a way of coming back around and touching you. So when your sister, your mom, your auntie, your cousin, your friend girl is out there and somebody hit her in the head and dragged her behind a dumpster and, and fucking has his way with her or have their way with her. Because women are, you know, same shit, men and men, women and women. Then you can say, well, she wasn't under anybody's protection. So fair game is fair game. Okay. Thank you again. Mm -hmm. Thank you, General. Good to see you. Thank you, General. You Absolutely. Okay. Um, next, we'll have Mr. Ro the Roger Report. Roger Report, what are your thoughts? I think I think it just comes down to men need to be comfortable with the fact that a lot of bad stuff gonna happen to women for us to get the get the community where it needs to be. It's something you cannot avoid. And I understand men, especially men who've been raised with single mothers, the the emphasis on protecting women, especially to a lot of brothers, no matter what the cost is, it just don't work at the end of the day. If you want to do want a different result, you got to do something different. Protect the women under your leadership. If you voluntarily give your charity to protect the woman who's outside of your leadership, then notice if she's following your leadership immediately at that point. And if she won't, just let her let her fix her situation herself. Stop caring that some woman going to get beat up or killed or whatever the case is. You can't save her. I know you want to. And I don't even blame you for wanting to. But you can't save her. So you, But you can save yourself. It's not your problem at the end of the day. It is not your problem that some woman wants to be unruly and will not follow even the leadership of you stepping up to quote unquote save the day. If she ain't smart enough to, to follow your protection, then she deserves what she get at the end of the day. Stop acting like it's your problem. That's her problem, not yours. Period. Don't feel bad about it. Y'all have a shout out to day. Project Pet. You know what I just realized about Roger? Every time he speaks, his commentary makes me uncomfortable. And it's not that he's not telling the truth, but it's like an uncomfortable truth it that it's really like, is. yes, I don't like how it makes me feel. <laughs> it's Girl, literally, so. when he was talking initially, <sighs> I got mad, but oh. it's like, well, goddamn, I can't. What, well, what is this? Girl, like, that's how it is. It'd be like, this mother effer. But then it's like, but he's telling the truth. So yeah, um, thank you for your contribution, Roger. And he, my brother. Y'all made us. <laughs> no, no, I really, I still can't stand I'm, him though. I'm joking, I'm joking. It, 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 like I said, he'll say something and it's so uncomfortable, but it's oh, like, um, it's actually the actual reality of what's happening and how mm -hmm. people really, really are starting mm -hmm. to feel. It's like, oh, this son of a bitch. 
much. But I mean, the man's moniker is the ruthless nice guy. I'm just saying. I, I, well, I ain't met the nice guy yet, but ruthless, yeah, I met him a long time ago. But uh, thank you anyway. Thank you, brother. I appreciate y'all having me here. <laughs> All right, take care. Um, Clark S, what are your final thoughts? Appreciate it, appreciate it. And shout out to Roger. Roger uh, took a lot of the uh, wind out of my sail. I agree with a lot of he said, but uh, to wrap it up, essentially I came on here in the first place to uh, hopefully address your guest. And I see that she left well before I was able to get on the panel. But um, my frustration with her and her talking points, a lot of it to me was just disingenuous. First and foremost, she has a business interest. She's trying to sell a product. So clearly she's gonna uh, push a narrative about DV and uh, even more, that narrative wasn't, to me, from what I've heard, wasn't really even uh, backed in and, and facts and data. It was, I feel, I've experienced, I see. Um, and I think those kind of conversations do more harm than, they, than what they do in terms of helping. Um, uh, so I, uh, Clark, um, go ahead. I'm gonna tell you where she didn't lie and things, if you're talking about interpersonal relationships, I absolutely positively agree. If you're talking about interpersonal relationships, if you are talking about, um, strange men following and chasing up behind you, um, those numbers or the things surrounding that, um, to me is starting to become a bigger issue that the black community does not address. Um, the problem is, or, um, a point that has to be made is, those situations tend to be more so one-sided. You don't generally see women stalking you and jumping out of bushes on your ass, trying to break into your house and rape you or harm you and attack you. And absolutely, I that was the bigger point. Um, fair enough, know. fair enough. And thank you for the correction because I was speaking but on you, the domestic violence front. You know, so Clark, much, I yeah. got you. I also don't think that she was like, I don't think that she was pretending for the interests of her business. I think right. like a lot of, that's how black women feel really and truly. When I first came to this space, I would have ag initially agreed with a lot of what she was saying before being familiar with this space and allowing my eyes to be open by listening to men in this space and developing, uh, you know, empathy for my brothers and then doing my own research. But she did, I also want to give her kudos because she did say that, you know, we kind of opened her eyes to some things during the course yeah. of the conversation she, too. She, but she said that. She I think a lot that. of black women would see things how she sees things. Yeah. Yeah. And um to be honest, the, the way this panel conducted itself today and the points that were brought out, hella solid, um, hella real points. So you know you guys did great and you know I appreciate that. But you um, got a good oh, point, sorry. Clark. I, for yeah. yeah. I'm sorry for interrupting you. I, I know, know you were having your closing comments. Yeah, I think yeah, we just no wanted to add another layer to it. But uh, go ahead, brother. Yeah, the correction is welcome. I appreciate it. And I you know, was in and out on the uh, conversation. I did hear, I, I want to say, at least the second half of her conversation before we got to the panel. But um, yeah, just, just to wrap up, I would say, you know, the social contract between us is broken. That's that was my ultimate point too. The social contract between us as black men and black women is broken. Um, barring some miracle, I don't see it being repaired in the short term future. And so, you know, this is this is something that's on the women's end as far as public protection. Um, you have you have freedom, 
You can get up and go outside any time of the night. You can go anywhere. You can go to a gas station at two in the morning. You can go to a bar. You can go to a club by yourself. And with that liberty and that freedom comes all the other downsides that come with it. So if if we're looking for some type of protection, hey, we're all taxpayers. You have a police force. That's what they're there for. Um, I do believe there's a, a responsibility. If you see something, you should say something in the public uh, setting. But as far as this expectation <clears throat> for black men to jump out uh, left and right to 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 be your guard dogs, um, I don't see it happening. That contract has been broken. We don't have a community. And uh, I just I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. Thank you, Clark. I appreciated your commentary. I, I wanted to hear more from you. I know this was a right. passionate discussion. Uh, you seem very level-headed, and I definitely would have liked to hear more of your commentary, but definitely come back and check us out, and I look forward to you joining the panel in the future. Absolutely. Um, shout out to Black Men Being Brutally Honest. He says, all of the single mom and moms and no one can tell them to raise their sons to not attack black women mm. if you can't find at least one black man to protect you then you must be a female dog god damn brother you know what that's a good point and i touched on that and we really didn't talk about it out of the during the rest of the conversation i did talk about the importance of teaching young black boys when they're young like when you see those red flags and them being overly aggressive like teaching them when they're young so oh he he had a solid point with that one mm. yeah he did um kuda what are your final thoughts thoughts we are so excited to see you here it's hey, been a while thank you. So. No, yeah forever. yeah I'm, I'm gonna definitely be back um you know um in the latin community um you know just in this hispanic community um the word my love is mia more which is short for my armor you know um i, I just want to let these dudes know you know these black simps and stuff, you know, um, just let them know, you know what I'm saying? You got to be careful with how you divvy out your protection. Um, you know, um, you're just meant to be protection until they cash you in. That's what you are. You're just armor. You understand what I'm saying? And uh, my closing thoughts is, you know, don't be surprised where the one that you're protecting the bullet from is the one holding the gun. And with that, with that said, I'm out. Peace. Thank you, Kuda. Thank you so much, Kuda. Really appreciate you. Um, and you better come back, Kuda, because we haven't talked talk to you in a minute. So I got you. I'm gonna tap back in with y'all. I've been minding my business. That's what <laughs> you know. Ain't nothing wrong with that, child. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Peace, um, y'all. Y'all be safe, you. okay? You too. Peace I got out. you. Thank you, Mister Z. What are your final thoughts? Thanks for having me up, ladies. You know, um, so you know, and and going off of what the brother said, y'all y'all have heard me say this before. Many women talking about objectification. Many women look at men as nothing but walking wallets and overglorified guard dogs. Emphasis on that guard dog part, and with this conversation today, um, I I mentioned um, individuality and living in a society that's kind of pushing that. Um, the second definition for individuality was separate existence. So we have a, a community where people wanna have a separate existence 
or live a separate existence from the whole. But when shit hit the fan, they want it, they want the whole to to not protect them, but enact vengeance on whatever outside force, whether it's somebody from that group or outside that group that harmed them. And that's just not how this has ever really worked, right? Um, you know, and, and I would argue that we really have a hyper-individualistic society. And what and what you hear coming from men in general, but black men specific when it comes to protection is kind of what one of you ladies was saying. It's like the, the social contract has been completely destroyed. And I, I really do think a new one needs to be rewritten because quite frankly, I don't really see, and this is, you know, going to be hard for some people to hear. I don't really see women turning this back without a complete social collapse mm. there because right. they have no incentive or reason what what the the game now is just to trick and bamboozle men into still being this still being the still holding up a patriarchy without the patriarchs that's the game now the game is to shame men into still having still having a traditional patriarchal mindset without women having to and like the brother was asking the cost without women having to not having to pay anything Right, not having to pay anything in how they how they behave, not having to pay anything in how to respect, not how to having yep. to pay anything even in their intimate relationships with individual men. Um, and and so I think that's one of the things we're we're dealing with now. We're kind of in a transition period because I think eventually women are going to realize, nah, if this is what you want, then this is what it is. But while we're transitioning, it's really ugly. It's ugly on men's part because some men are are have been raised to be to have these traditional ideas about protection and provision, and they're coming out here and it's not working because they don't realize that these women don't actually want you for that necessarily. What they really want you for is the fallback plan, the safety net, right? That's when you get the red pill rage and blah 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 and so forth, so on and so forth. Um, addressing um, Raj, Raj just tells the cold hard truth about things, and I think we live in a society oftentimes that kind of sugarcoats and gives you kind of the Disney-esque way of viewing the world. I think it especially has been pushed on women over the past 40 or so years. So I think some of the apprehension that y'all may feel when Raj speaks, it's because he, that, not, that may not have been something that you've heard throughout your lifetime. And, and, and it's a tough pill to swallow because Quite frankly, we live in this time where people are really pushing this abundance mindset. Like we don't live on a planet with finite resources. That's a whole nother argument. Um, and and just this this you you can will things into existence. And what Raj and I would argue people like me and BGS do is like, no, these are the numbers. <laughs> this is what it is, <laughs> right? These are the facts. This is the data. This is the stati statistics. I mean, like you can work within those parameters. You can help to move that window. But I mean, like this is what you're working with. And um. Yeah, I think, I'm, think I'm coming to a close. And I, I just, thanks for having me up again, ladies. This was a great conversation. I want us to really think about how we use the word protection. Once again, it's not protection, it's vengeance. And I'm I'm all for vengeance, but let's call it a thing, a thing, a thing, and not try to stand on the moral high ground of saying, no, you, you're not providing protection. No, you ignored my, protect, my, my advice. That was the protection in the first place. Now you want me to avenge you. And that's a whole mm -hmm. different story. You know, and I'll pause right there. Thanks for having me up, ladies. Thank you, Mr. Z. We mm -hmm. always enjoy you coming mm -hmm. up and chopping yeah. it up with us. And thank you for highlighting the difference between protection and vengeance. And you are absolutely correct in that a lot of Black women are seeking for someone to avenge them. So good points.
Excellent. And thank you, Gaston's World. I saw that comment that uh, Danny highlighted. We appreciate you, brother. Sweet. I really appreciate that. Dope. Um, Mr. Z, you be sure to come back, darling. We enjoyed you. I tried. Thank you. Thank you. Bill Munger, uh, we haven't seen you in a minute, but you always, always come through with some with some stuff. So um, what are your final thoughts? And much respect. I like the place y'all keep over here at the breakdown. Thanks, Sister George. Thanks, Sister Rose, for the hospitality. Um, I think the the title is is very telling. Uh, are black men willfully ignoring the violence against black women? That is assumed that there is an acknowledgement of violence being going on. Um, that is an, an assumption that that we don't see the violence that's already taking place, haven't put forth measures to take care of the violence. We get back to the values, just like what Z left far from with his nail in the coffin. You, you, the type of protection that you're looking for is a safety net protection. That way you can continue on on the detrimental navigation that you're already on. You know what I'm saying? Help help me to enjoy my steak, my matrix steak and wine <laughs> and, and, and stay in line as you do. So this is why I was asking the whole question about the whole community thing. Um, do we believe that that is a sentiment that is supposed to be maintained, that there's supposed to be integrity for said sentiment? And how do women how do women set up a parameter for them to be able to filter the type of protection that they're requesting? How do you stop yourself from going on the guard dog request line as opposed to, you know, saying the loving, the loving alignment compliment? You know, what I'm saying it's, it's, it's like they say. Uh, what Z say, uh, protection is actually the advice, it is the avoidance. That means that leadership is actually the highest quality within protection. How do you get that established with black women? Mm. And I'm wow. off on that. Thank you all. And y'all have Thank a safe you, weekend. Rogish. Definitely appreciate you. I want to just acknowledge really quick the cash apps that we received. We received a few of them. One from okay. KD. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate the support. Uh, we also got our customary cash app from Kit Clouds. Brother, we appreciate you as always. And we also received one from China White. Thank you, Boo. We appreciate you. Yes. Um, yeah. So y'all, honey. To miss those. Um, I have closing comments, but if you want to go first, go ahead and then I'll come uh, after you're done. Um, I want to thank our guest, um, Goddess Works Imani. Um, Thank you so much for coming through and offering mm -hmm. us some insight. Um, Goddess Amani has blessed us with 15% off on the website. So oh, if awesome. you have been listening to this broadcast and you have caught this, there is 15% off. And I'm going to give you that code in just a second. But I want to thank everybody for coming through. This was an outstanding show um i think this is one of our best shows and so i'm always 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 grateful for that um so this is definitely good that 15 percent off code i'm gonna type it in the chat really quickly and that is a woman's perspective that is a woman's per so the code is a perspective perspective but um shout out to everybody who came through on the uh super chats cash apps um especially to our excellent 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 panelists today this was an excellent show and shout out to the chat you guys were really uh 
Y'all were really good for that. Like they had some sense, baby. Yeah. I was surprised because after last week, ooh, we between Gabe and Ed, like they was cutting up. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, <laughs> um, just shout out to everybody. This was a really, really, really good show. Um, thank you so much for coming through. Absolutely. I echo Danny's sentiments. Special thanks to Imani. She was absolutely wonderful. I appreciated her commentary. Um, I think, um, you know, uh, as it relates to what Clark was commenting about her comments being disingenuous, I just think that, you know, as Black women, um, you, you see this, this quote unquote void. And as a result, you know, she created a niche business that would meet that void. And you do see Black women who are, you do see um, you see content or not necessarily content, but videos highlighted about black women being victimized and you want black women to be able to protect themselves. So I absolutely understood where she was coming from. But I also felt she was pretty rational because she said, I wouldn't expect a black man to put himself in harm's way. She also talked about how recording is beneficial as well as calling the police. So she wasn't telling black men to go out on a limb, put yourself in harm's way and risk your life for, uh, you know, to, to protect someone, you know, but she was saying do something. So I really appreciate Appreciated her and her um, taking time out to speak with us. But I did want to say just a couple quick things. Um, I wanted to say first off that um, Black men, I understand, you know, their hesitancy because there is a belief that Black women are abusing the protection that's already being extended to them. And it's something that I had not previously considered. The extent, the um, um, protection that has been extended. And I, we talked about Black women weaponizing the police, but I also highlighted how what Black women also like to weaponize uh, masculinity of those around them. You want to, mm -hmm. you want to, you know, use them as a guard dog, like Danny pointed out earlier. So I, I understand Black men backing away. Um, as I said, as it related to uh, Roger's comments, they were a little bit triggering for me. I do want to point out the fact that, you know, women not leaving domestic violence situations on the outside looking in, and I've never been in a DV situation, but I've done a lot of research. I even volunteered at a DV shelter here in Georgia. Um, I, I um, wanted to say that I know on the from on the outside looking in, you're like, well, they, they take some seven times to, to, to leave, but th that it takes them seven times to actually leave. That doesn't mean that there weren't attempts to leave prior to that. And again, the National Crime Statistic Bureau indicates that that is the most dangerous time for a woman. So if you're wanting to leave with someone is threatening taking your children's lives or threatening, you know, uh, harming your mom or, you know, like, so you do have a fear and as a, out of, as a result, you're more likely to stay. So I don't think that unless you've been in that situation, you understand the psychological hold that right. one can have on you and also the, the fear associated with actually leaving. Um, yeah. It was so triggering to hear Roger keep saying that they, they chose an abuser and yeah, I'm going to respect her choice. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, cringing. But ultimately they, they, they did choose to be in that situation. And uh, although my heart goes out to them, my heart goes out to those that are innocent around them even more because we talked about the situation about the young man in Norfolk and how those innocent people lost their lives, but there are children who lose their lives at the hands of these abusers too. So I, I do have an expectation that if you don't wanna protect yourself and you're choosing to be in this situation that you at least protect those children by getting them out, give them to somebody, give them up for adoption, do whatever you have to, but don't 
put uh, innocent children in harm's way and other innocent, uh, unassuming people too. So I enjoyed this conversation. It was dope. Some very solid points being made on the panel. Thank you guys so much for the um, super chats as well as the cash apps. Uh, this was a dope show. I enjoyed it. Good stuff, Concrete. I think you brought about a really good point, especially about um, the women leaving and how hard that is and the psychological effects of that. So that was something that I didn't really acknowledge. Um, but I think you brought about a good point with that good stuff. Um, shout out to my brother, Roger Report. He says, I have noticed the violence, but usually the woman is in a sexual relationship with the man that is being violent towards her. Mm -hmm. That's none of my business. Um, Roger, it's, it's so, still painful as hell to hear, yeah, but it's right. absolutely yeah. true. It's true. Yeah. Um, um, that's generally where a lot of the violence come from is partners that we've chosen for ourselves. And very true. It, it, it's, it's a, it's a hard thing to acknowledge, but it's, it's true. It is what it is. Um, shout out to Jacques Retro. He says, women are getting smoked out here. How do you protect women from bullets? Yeah, um, we talked about that. Danny, uh, and, and we talked about one example, but I, I personally, I, I wouldn't want my fiance to put his life on the line to help someone. Uh, I know, like, I can't imagine him sitting back and doing nothing, like doing nothing, meaning, you know, maybe call the police, film, whatever. Um, but in most instances, I wouldn't want my partner to put his life on the line and you know, risk his life because no one's going to pick up the flag. No one's going to step in and say, well, now that he's gone, let me see if his family needs anything. So I kind of just highlighted Jack was, I don't expect men to um, jump in front of a bullet. I don't, I'm sorry. No, um, I don't have that expectation either. It's nice in theory, but that's literally theory. It's mm -hmm. um, a certain type of protection. You want Superman to come out and just stop the bullets. You you wish it could happen like that, but unfortunately, that's not reality. And we are trying to be based in reality. So mm -hmm. thank you so much for everybody um, coming through. And um, we'll see you guys on the next one. We're out. Peace. Peace.